Welcome to Dissecting This Fiction, a podcast where we discuss the latest in movies, TV, and games. Because we're always DTF, and you should be too. I'm your host, Steven. And I'm your co-host, Jessica. And you may or may not get to listen to this episode. Only time will tell. Yeah, it's a little fresh. (laughs) Yep, yep. Yeah. We recorded last week's episode and ended up losing a good portion of it. So about sixty six percent. Ugh. What was it two hours out of three? Yep. Yeah, it was really frustrating. Uh, I think the worst part about the whole issue was that it was a user error. <laughs> Obviously not me. I was yeah. sound asleep, and yeah, it... somebody <laughs> snuck in the middle of the night and tried to edit for me and, and just fucked some it up. Files, yeah. <laughs> One of the cats probably got in there and did yeah, it. Yeah, I, I tried my hardest to save it. I did. I contacted all the milk companies, tried to get them to put on their cartons about my missing two hours of yeah. recording. They seemed very un- uninterested. Uh, I put up signs up around the telephone poles around the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Just nothing I could do. Yeah, we, we took out a wanted ad in the paper. Mm-hmm. Nothing happened. Just, so. Yeah, wanted. Probably because. My goddamn time back. <laughs> Probably because nobody subscribes to the paper anymore. Yes. <laughs> They're like, we deleted that too. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of a big bummer. Yeah. I like to believe what really happened is I flew over the Bermuda Triangle. During the editing while process? While editing. While editing. Those first two hours. Okay. That makes and sense. that's what caused the... Missing two hours. Yeah, that's the most likely. I just reason. passed the barrier when we hit the three hour mark. Mm-hmm. And then it, that one was okay. Yeah, that's probably what happened. That's what I'm thinking happened. Yeah. At least that's what I'm going to tell my grandkids. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's how long this is going to fucking haunt me. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be... It's going to be a while yeah. till we're not burnt about I think about I that. had to go through the uh, grieving process, to be honest, with this oh, whole thing. Oh, same. We spent a lot of time trying to recover it. Tried every fucking software you could find. Yeah. Nothing we worked. spent a really long time in the bargaining phase. <laughs> all of the uh, all the, the Reddit posts and shit were like, oh, this should work. Just do this, this, and this. Uh-huh. Did all of them? Nope. Didn't work. We did all the things. We are the exception to everybody else's fucking success of getting something back. Yeah. So it was a lot of wasted time, not just on the podcast, edited or recording, but trying to save what we lost. Yeah. It was like the whole insult to injury. So that was our Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, that was our <laughs> holiday weekend. So what did we have to like remember? A one hour episode. An, hour, an episode that we lost most of our recording. Yeah. yeah. So we hope that you guys have this episode. Yeah. If you're hearing us now, it worked out. Yes. Otherwise... You won't know what I'm talking about, because you won't be hearing it. <laughs> yep. Okay. Well, let's get into our episode, huh? Yeah. Let's start out with our, our new beverage. We found this... Oh, yeah. This beer at the store. Uh, two Pitchers Brewing. It's a Nor Dick Jam no. beer. Nordic Jam. <laughs> I could swear there was a hyphen in no, there. No, there's no hyphen. Must, Would I'm you a... want to drink something that was called Dick Jam? <laughs> I'm pretty sure you wouldn't. <laughs> Not Dick Jam, no, but Nor Dick Jam. Nor Dick Jam has 
A ring to it? It has a ring to it. Okay. <laughs> and possibly an infection. Mm, yeah. So what is it? It's an it's like an ale with like berries? Yeah. Or something like that? Made with cherries, elderberries, and strawberries. Nice. It mainly just had four on it. Yeah. So I was like, cool, I want this. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I saw it. Or at least it looks like Thor. I it, don't know if it's actually... It might just be a Viking. It's, it's close enough. Who's vaguely resembling Thor. I'm sure that's what they're going for. Yeah. So they don't have to pay any licensing fees. Yeah. <laughs> well, Thor is probably not something you would pay licensing fees for, right? Because it's a mythological god. It's been around Well, forever. unless you use the likeness of Marvel's Thor, then yes. Okay, okay. But just a ge- generic Thor? No, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> they just go and like take a picture of Chris Hemsworth yeah. at like some event and then they just print that on their can. <laughs> yeah, they put like a cartoon filter on it. <laughs> well, it's a good beer. Yeah. I'm having fun with it. <laughs> You're like not going to tell anyone. Yeah. Like, well, that's a beer. It's pretty great. Yeah. It's pretty good. Uh, but we do have exciting news. We actually did this during our two hours that we lost. Yes. But we have to redo it now, so. Yeah, here we are. Some of these things, <laughs> if I don't sound too enthusiastic, you know why. Yeah. But I am excited about this. Uh, we actually have a code for three movies. Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage, Spider-Man No Way Home, and Morbius. The three Sony-based Marvel movies. Yes. Step Marvel, Step as Marvel. we like to call them. Yeah. <laughs> um... We have a code for all three. It's a bundle. You can't yeah. get one of the movies. It's, it's all or nothing. All or nothing yeah. with us. And we only have one code. Yeah. So we are just letting you know. We will be doing later on in the episode. We'll give you details how to uh, basically enter to win mm-hmm. these three movies. Digital. Not physical. It is digital. Yes. Uh, and you will need a Movies Anywhere. Yes. Which is free. So you could just make an account if you don't have one already. Yes. Uh, so... Stay tuned and listen for that. Yeah. Assuming this doesn't get deleted. <laughs> Again. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's get into our movie releases and television releases and anything that's released that we fucking care about. Yes. Uh, my list, Prehistoric Earth, Apple TV, came out with this four-day event, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Basically one episode a day. It was the 23rd to the 27th, and it's pretty much like... Walking with Dinosaurs, but like an Apple TV product. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Yeah. So, I will definitely be checking that out. As soon as we get Apple TV Plus again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Shorzy came out on Hulu on the 27th. I believe there's like at least four or five episodes. I don't know if that's the whole season or not. But okay. this is apparently a spinoff from Letter Kenny, yes. which is also a Hulu show. Mm-hmm. But I've never really gotten into that show. But this one's hockey themed. It's about a team and like this lower division, not not the pros. Yeah. And it's just basically a lot of hockey themed shit talking yeah. in the locker room. Yeah. And so it's right up your alley. Yeah. So yeah. like, <laughs> if you like hockey, you're probably gonna really enjoy the uh, the banter in this show. Yeah. Even even regardless if you just like, I don't know what is it. The league, where it's like, I mm-hmm. didn't give two shits about football. Yeah, yeah. See, I watched that show, didn't know much about football yeah. at the time. And, but but like, I just enjoyed them shit-talking to each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and somehow that kind of taught me about football to an extent. Yes. <laughs> or at the very least, You're like, oh, I how recognize that. fantasy football should be ran. Yeah, should be. <laughs> In case Rob's listening. Yeah. He's not. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, and then last on my list, I have Miss Marvel. Disney Plus comes out on the 8th. 
pretty excited about this one. I really want to see what they do as far as her being in the or- origin story. Is she uh, inhuman? Is she being changed to something else? Yeah. Just can't wait to see what they do she with that. She could be a flurkin. We don't know. I mean, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> Very different anatomy. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe flurkins can hide in other species. Who knows? Yeah. I'm just making shit up. It's fine. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah, it's fine. It's all good. It was a joke. We can move past it. You're like, please. Please move past it. All right. Well, for my list, um, I it took me a while to figure out this was out, but Star Trek Strange New Worlds is out on Paramount+. Plus. This started on May 5th. So for anybody else who didn't notice that came out and you were looking, you're interested in it, check it out. We're, uh, we'll probably review it at some point. Um, but so far, so good. It's just another Star Trek show, you know. And uh, Norm MacDonald's Secret Stand-Up Special was released on May 30th on Netflix. And that is going to be good whenever we get around to watching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like an hour and a half. So apparently he just recorded this thing it's by himself. Mm-hmm. Which, is, that has to be hard to do a stand-up special by yourself. Because like, oh, you can't read the audience. You can't really like yeah. work with them on like the... You know, the reactions yeah. and the, you know, you can't throw in those, like, side comments within your act. Yeah, you can't, like, play off someone's heckling or anything. Mm-hmm. You just have to be pure funny. Yeah. Which so, I'm sure he won't have any problem Apparently with. he did this while he was, like, secretly suffering from an whatever caused his death. Mm-hmm. And I'm very interested to see what he has to talk about. Yeah. Because okay. imagine, he's got nothing to hold back, right? Yeah, there's so, literally nothing. It's on Netflix. <laughs> They've been known to have people uh, say things that others don't agree with. So. That's true. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Also, for something I didn't even realize was coming out soon, The Orville Season 3 um, dropped on Hulu on June 2nd. So if anybody was waiting for that, that's ready mm-hmm. for you to watch. I was. Yeah. I was waiting for it, waiting for it, then forgot about it, and mm-hmm. now here it is. So it works yeah. out. I always think of popcorn when I look at this yep. title. Same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they secretly have like a, a deal with a popcorn company. Maybe with Orville Redenbacher's. Yeah, they're like, or you know a different what? company, we'll, not uh, Orville Redenbacher. We'll uh, <laughs> we'll have a name similar to yours if you cut us some of the profits. Yeah, they like get bonuses in popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> and then lastly, for all mankind, season three drops on Apple TV Plus on June tenth, which I'm pretty excited about. So again, mm. we're gonna have to get Apple TV Plus again soon. Yeah, but I'm, I feel like <laughs> I would want to wait until it's more than halfway through yes so we could binge yeah within the month i agree such a good show yeah very good really really long though if like they're hour episodes but because it's such a slow burn yeah it feels so much longer per episode yeah that's true you watch like half an episode you're like is this episode three yeah and for anyone who's not aware it's a show about like an alternate alternate timeline of space travel the space race, it, essentially. Yeah, yeah, it's like Russia if beat Russia the US got there first. to the moon. Yeah. 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 Or some might say it's an alternate story of if the moon landing was real. Okay. <laughs> yeah, some might say Someone that. might argue that, I'm just saying. Yeah, you're right, they might. Or if the if the moon was not flat. I don't know. The moon? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I've never heard of a flat mooner. If somebody is saying, <laughs> there's people with flat butts that like the moon, okay? I can tell you that. Okay. It's not me, but I've seen it. I'm just saying, if you are a flat earther, then theoretically you are also probably a flat every other planet right? Yeah, I guess that's true. By default, you're yeah. saying they're all the same. Yeah. 
Okay. I guess stereotype planets like that. You're probably right. Yeah. Just throwing it out there. Okay. So for our theater releases. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got Top Gun Maverick came out on May 27th. Um, we haven't seen it yet, but we will be soon. Mm-hmm. I guess I have to watch Top Gun. Yeah. We neither one of us has seen <laughs> Top Gun. I only know like the famous scenes. I like know the roundabout highlights of the of the movie. I'm pretty sure I don't even know that. And so like I guess I should watch it for this, but like I feel like I don't necessarily care, and I feel like it's not gonna lose much for me. Yeah. But we'll probably end up doing. Yeah, that. I was told by one person that we should see the first one first, but I don't know if that's just because they think the first one's really good mm. or if it's relevant. So gotcha. if, if you have an opinion on that. Feel free to write in and let us know if we really need to see the first one first. Yeah. But most importantly, yes. Jurassic World Dominion comes out on this on June 10th. Whoop, whoop. And that's the big one. That's yeah. the one that I'm here for. Oh, yeah. If that was not on this release list, I probably wouldn't even be recording this episode. Yeah, we would have just been like, fuck it. We don't need one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what I did last week. In a way. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I mean, somebody's so good. I know, I'm so really good. excited for that. And then Carl Jr., side note, obviously, oh you know, but yeah. like they've got this <laughs> Primal. dinosaur burger collection right now. Yeah. It's not real dinosaur meat, unfortunately. Oh, really? Unfortunately. <laughs> missed opportunity. Yeah. Didn't McDonald's like initially promote the McRib as dinosaur meat when it Probably. first came out? I don't know. They they also call I it... I was a... also a child, so maybe yeah. I just assumed that's what they were doing. I'm not really sure why they even call it a McRib. There's nothing ribs about it. Just because of the shape? Well, it was based off the Flintstones live-action movie. Oh, was that it? That's what... I believe that's the whole marketing came out for. That's what it spawned the thing, I thought. Wow, well, I, that's... I, and it was supposed to be, like, rib meat from a dinosaur. Yeah, learn something new every day. That's... I mean, that, uh, again, I was a child. I could have just made this whole thing up in my head. <laughs> I hope you did. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Anyway. So, Carl yeah. Jr. has these marketed burgers for yeah this i love it the i'm not gonna ever gonna eat it but yeah the uh the raptor the raptor yeah with a w meatless burger yeah whatever thing it's got have. it's like a double impossible burger wrapped in lettuce yeah you know because raptors yeah. would eat something that's not having meat in it yeah it doesn't make sense but whatever yeah. Unfortunately, too, they their their special barbecue sauce for these burgers is called the amber sauce. Yeah. What a terrible time. Awkward timing. What a terrible time to have that sauce marketed. Yeah, it's true. It's like, so why is it brown? <laughs> I think we all know why it's brown. Yeah. <laughs> because it's barbecue sauce. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> If it wasn't brown, there'd be a problem. There would, yeah. <sighs> yeah. And fingers crossed I get that raptor sign. Yeah, we've signed up at two different Carl's Juniors yeah. now to be the person. And by signed up, we mean we just like gave Left. them our name and number yeah. and they probably are just going to throw it away after we leave. Yeah. They but, have like a raptor display. Yeah, with the burgers on the with bottom. the burgers, yeah. But you could easily remove the burgers yeah. and just have the raptor. The only thing I'm, is like I'm torn because like I, if I get one, then it's like... I'm going to need two more because you can't just have one Raptor. Yeah. They all, everyone knows that they yeah. run in packs of three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're right. Well, we're on the list for two. So we're going to have one. to get you on the list for another one at least. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> I've never needed anything so much in my life. Yeah. Okay. So we have a couple of notable mentions here. 
Jackass 4.5 is now on Netflix. Uh, yeah, not the, Paramount Plus. Like nope. Jackass 4 was released. I still don't understand Forever, that. Forever, whatever they call it. What? Oh, Jackass Forever, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the same thing. Yeah, it's yeah. Just... Um, so, yeah, that's that's happening. I don't really understand it, why I, I mean, it's, it's on... Just, mo- it's what? It's just extra footage? Probably some extra dick pics? Probably, yeah. Dick vids, I guess, not pics? Yeah. Um, and then we also have Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Oh, gonna fight King Dong, so he'll probably uh, they'll probably have King Dong in there <laughs> fighting me. Yeah, that's true. Godzilla Tramp- trampling the city. Yeah. yeah. Together. Together. Yeah. <laughs> They're just wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we also have Chippendale Rescue Rangers, the movie uh, on Disney Plus. As of May 20th. The trailer was terrible. I didn't laugh. I thought it was like going to be the dumbest thing. But I'm hearing such great things about this freaking movie. And I don't know how to feel about it. Um, All I know is that the like main voices are Andy Samberg and John Mulaney. Who are both hilarious people. So I assumed it would be funny just based off that. But... I guess that's a bummer that the trailer wasn't good. Well, but like I said, everybody who's watched it when it came out was like, oh, this is so good. you got to watch this. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, if it's on Disney Plus. I mean, like, just on like, social media, people are saying that. Not, like, specifically to me. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> talks to me. Hey, <laughs> did you hear? <laughs> people stopping you on the street. Yeah, I'm just walking. Some random Rangers. guy was like, I don't know if you have a podcast where you review stuff, but <laughs> you should check out Chippendale Rescue Rangers, the live action movie. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. I mean, I'll probably check it out. Especially knowing that I mm-hmm. don't have to go to a theater and sit with yeah, children. Just, just a library. Because you're going to check it out? Yeah. I got it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's almost as though you didn't know what kind of humor you signed up for in yeah, life. Yeah, I did. All right. And we have a new section we kind of call good, bad, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. I stumbled out because it just says good, bad, ugly. Yeah. And I didn't really know how to transition <laughs> you it. But your transi- your uh, what are called the article. I, I can in. only say what I read. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy in podcast. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, San Diego. So good. All right. So this is basically going to be three things that are either deemed good, bad, or ugly to us. As far as news, cancellations, announcements, delays, whatever you have. Yes, yeah. It's a mix and match. Yeah. We're trying to, you know, streamline some of the things. Let's say you hate something. Yeah. It gets canceled. That's a good. That's good. Yeah. (laughs) If you like something that got canceled, it could be bad or ugly, depending on how bad, like, it is. Mm -hmm. If it's your, if it's your really hating it, then it would be ugly. Yeah. Yeah. So, to start out my good, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is going to hit... Disney Plus on June 22nd. Nice. Which is kind of surprising to me because it's like, wouldn't they want to put it out for rental and purchase like for a gap between theater and Disney Plus? No, because they want you to sign up for Disney Plus. Yeah, but like you, there's just levels of like, you know, like the buyers, right? Mm-hmm. So like the people who really care went to theaters, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Then you can have the people who are like, I'll wait for it to be at home, right? Yeah. On demand. Mm-hmm. I guess technically, yeah, they're Disney Plus, but like, what if someone just wants to buy it? They're already a Marvel person. They just want to, well, I guess they probably have Disney Plus in that case. Yeah. I'm like talking myself out of my argument. Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you think they would want more money 
in between just giving it out to everybody on Disney+. Plus. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah. But I I understand the logic because they want you... I bet you they're not doing any Disney Plus trials around that time. And so they're making you sign up and hoping that you never cancel. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's either you're going to have Disney Plus or you're not at this point. Yeah, I don't I think agree. you need to be sold on it. Yeah. You either care about their properties or you don't. Mm-hmm. Hell, it's not even about you. If you have kids that care about their properties, <laughs> you have it. You have it, yeah. <laughs> uh, my bad, or what's your good? What do you got for your good? Uh, my good is that... Season two was announced for Our Flag Means Death on HBO Max. So we just talked about that last week and uh, we are we know yeah, for sure. So that's one of the parts that we do have, I think. Yeah, that's one of the parts that we did save. <laughs> and um, this me this is pretty exciting because now we know it is going to be moving forward. Mm-hmm. I'm very curious the direction they'll go based on the ending of the last season, but I'm still excited about it. Yeah, it was a good show. We, we kind of questioned whether it was going to even become a, a another season or if it was yeah. just a one-off thing. Mm-hmm. Given Taika Waititi being involved. Yes. Um, my bad is the Wonder Twins movie got canceled on HBO Max. Uh, this was all following the... <laughs> they just announced casting for the two mm-hmm. characters. Uh, I think a week or two before. Yeah. And they've already canceled it. Uh, all because of the merging and changing up properties that they want to focus on and all that. Yep. Uh, we'll probably even talk about some of that I think later on in our news. Yeah. So that's my bad. Um, and for me, Modoc got canceled at Hulu, and so that was a bummer. I felt like it was, it was a pretty funny show. So. Yeah, I enjoyed the show, but I'm also not like, oh no, how will I survive? Yeah, I mean, it's not the worst thing. Yeah, so that's why it's not an ugly It's I not guess. ugly, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's bad, but <laughs> it's, it's not ugly. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. An ugly for me, though, would be Raised by Wolves, has been canceled at HBO. They, there's a theme here. I don't know if you've seen the theme. <laughs> uh, it's been two seasons they had their show. It's an amazing show. Mm-hmm. Actor... Abubakar Salim, 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 Salim. Uh, he's in, he played father on the show. I think he's also a producer on the show. Oh yeah, okay. Um, he took to Reddit about the whole situation, basically like a call of action, and hopes to keep the show, you know, revive it somewhere, or nice. at least get HBO to like continue it. I mean, they really uh, should. Yeah. So he had this whole thing. It's really inspiring. I read the whole thing. It was. It's it's all it's just it's sad because it's like such a great show. It had like a good amount of people watching. I don't think it was a failure of a show. No. So like I don't really understand why it's being canceled. It doesn't make any sense as far as popularity and like I, I guess because it's just the the budget of the show because it is a very high level sci fi mm-hmm. series. That's true. Uh, that's all I can think of. But they are doing this whole thing on social media, hashtag renew, raised by wolves. So join in, help the fight to save this. Okay. Here's what I want. And I probably shouldn't want this. People will probably be mad at me for saying this. But, <laughs> but I'm going to say if it. If HBO, yeah, no disrespect, but <laughs> <laughs> um, if HBO really doesn't care about continuing this, mm-hmm. like... I don't know. Let's uh, let's get on the phone with Disney. Yeah. They already own Alien. This is made by Ridley Scott. It's completely toned like the Alien franchise. Mm-hmm. It's would fit perfect in like the universe, and it doesn't have to necessarily directly connect to Alien storylines mm-hmm. or anything. It can just be like a known part of the universe building. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
that's, that's a, what I would think. Interesting. You idea. could put it on Hulu. Mm-hmm. That's where they're gonna have their alien show, anyways. So yeah. like, you could just put this on Hulu, not worry about the graphic nature of it. It doesn't have to be a Disney Plus. I'll be worried about kids seeing this type thing. Right. Just seems like a no-brainer to me. Yeah, it seems like a reasonable. But of course, that's all assuming Disney doesn't like change anything on the series and they just let them do what they've been doing. Right. Yeah, which is probably not likely. What? Okay. Yeah. Based on commentary I've heard about Disney. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. It's true. <laughs> um, all right. So my ugly is that SNL is losing four cast members. Um, Kate McKinnon, who's probably my favorite person on the show right now. She's finally leaving. I'm not surprised and she deserves it. I'm happy for her, but she's like one of the bigger names and better participants on SNL, if you will. So it's going to be a tough blow to lose her. Also, Pete Davidson is leaving, A.D. Bryant, and Kyle Mooney. Um, so, I mean. Yeah, I, I know I don't like watch the show a lot, but like, I will occasionally watch it with you. And, like, I feel like she is definitely one of the top people on the cast. Yeah. And so, like, I'm I'm not sure how they're going to, like, survive. They must be really confident in who they're bringing in because I feel like she does a lot of the heavy lifting when it comes to their character actors and, like... yeah. Just like she really just goes deep mm-hmm. on every role. <laughs> like I feel like she's pretty much in most skits. Like yeah. I don't think there's many that she's not in. Yeah, it was really noticeable when I think she was like kind of missing from the first part of the season. This season, mm-hmm. probably recording or uh, filming whatever. Uh, probably uh, potentially Joe versus Carol. Joe versus Carol. I, I, I don't know. Say, yeah. yeah. So I mean, and that's kind of the thing too. Is like she kind of has been doing a lot of project outside of SNL anyway. So mm-hmm. like. I'm not that surprised, but, like, I guess I am in the sense of, like, well, she's been doing all these side projects while doing SNL, so, like, what's the difference? Yeah, I so guess... So, she must have a lot more stuff coming up? She must, or maybe she just feels like she's learned enough from that. I, From what I understand, what I've heard on, like, various podcasts from, like, previous cast members, it's kind of, like, all-consuming when you're on that show. Like, you're basically up from 3 p.m. to 3 a.m. or 5 a.m. six nights a week. Um, doing the like pre-writing and practicing and all of that stuff for it. Oh, okay. So, um, and then of course you have the night that you actually do it, which is on Saturday night. Um, so I think maybe after a while it gets taxing. I'm not sure. I mean, then yeah, again, I mean, obviously Keenan's been on there for like a thousand years, so which I never knew. He's <laughs> got no problem with whatever they're doing. Maybe things have gotten better since the people that I've listened to mm-hmm. talked about being on it. And but. like he's one I'm shocked to still on the show because mm-hmm. I was like, uh, I don't think he's the greatest of the cast personally. Yeah, I feel like whenever he's on, he's like just the same guy. In every skit. He's he doesn't very, feel like he's a different person to he's me. He's got these very specific characters that are, like, pretty easy laughs. Like, they're just some... I don't know. Yeah. He's a, a workhorse, if you will. Mm. <laughs> so, I mean, that's a bummer that they're losing these these uh, four big names. Because I think I heard that the SNL cast right now is probably the biggest it's ever been. Like, the most number mm. of people that are active cast members. So, maybe they're just hoping to, like, get some other... The other people in more skits. Well, Spring Mac Good Burger. That's all I have to say. Spring Mac Good Burger. <laughs> you know, tell us how much you like orange soda. Yeah. <laughs> What's Kel been up to? You know, I want to hear from yeah. Kel. Good question. We should bring him back. Right. <laughs> all right. Well, that's our good, our bad, and our ugly. See you next time.
<laughs> yeah. You like that like world news kind of spin I put on the end of that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. People are like, oh, the podcast is over. And then it turns off. <laughs> I was like, see you next time. Are we done? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Okay. Let's get into some of our other news. Uh, Pixar has announced a new film releasing for June 16th of next year. Uh, it's called Elemental. It's set in a city where fire, water, land, and air residents live together. It follows Ember, a fiery young woman, and go-with-the-flow water guy, Wade, as they discover how much they have in common despite their apparent differences. Okay. That sounds like a Pixar movie. I really hope they get Katy Perry's whatever that song is. Fireworks? No, that's going to be a good one. The whole thing should just be all of her songs. Yeah, just all Katy Perry songs. Just greatest hits. Yeah. But the one where she's like, I'm hot and I'm cold. And I'm I think it's called Hot and Cold. Stop and go. And yes, senor, no. Yeah. Because they're like opposites, out. right? Yeah. You know, fire and water are right, like opposites. Right. It's just yeah. the themes there. I think it's called Hot and Cold. They should, yeah. I agree with you. There you go. Which is perfect. Actually. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I, should, I should be her manager, I think, at yeah. this point. It seems like I'm getting... More work for her than others. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Theoretical work, at least. Yes. Theoretical dollars. Yes. Yeah. yeah that's, in the, that's in the trillions, for sure. Easily. All right. Winnie the Pooh. They're getting a remake, and it's not Disney. So, apparently, this property has hit public domain because of how long it's existed. Yes. So, it's free use for anybody. Uh, there is a new Winnie the Pooh movie coming out called Blood and Honey, <laughs> and it's a nightmare reimagining of the beloved bear. Yeah, it, I heard about this. It's going to be directed by Reese Frake Waterfield, and it's uh, with a London-based Jagged Edge Productions, who is responsible for The Curse of Humpty Dumpty and The Legend of Jack and Jill. If anybody else has watched those other things, I assume they're also terrifying, like B-rated, fairy tale-based yeah, horror movies. Yeah, it's, yeah. You know, I, <laughs> this is one of the stories we had talked about that got lost, right? Yes. And yeah. I think you referenced last time you were like, this would be like. Just as bad as having like a, a killer Pinocchio. Uh, you yeah. said it, killer Pinocchio, right? Yeah. Well, no, you said something about like this being like a worse than a killer Pinocchio or something. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, that does exist. Oh, okay. And we went on this whole rant about <laughs> yeah, or side conversation about Pinocchio's Revenge, which is yes. like a nineteen eighty something movie. That's insane. So Pinocchio about, was uh, <laughs> was already in the public domain in the eighties. I guess that's nuts. I guess yeah. So yeah, definitely movie to check out. It's basically like, uh, what was it? We read the description at the time. It, it, so it's it's basically, it's child's play, like Chucky yeah. meets. It's hard to tell if they're going to be. If <laughs> a fairy the, tale. So the screenshots we saw were Winnie the Pooh and um, Piglet. Mm-hmm. And Piglet's like got fucking tusks and shit. Yeah, he's so it's like, like a boar around. It's unclear than whether they're humans wearing masks or they're just very anthropomorphized people, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. creatures walking on two it legs. It feels like they're just wearing masks, but yeah. yeah. So it's a little confusing. I think I read something too that like Eeyore is going to be eaten by them or something. Yeah, I don't like that. I feel like Eeyore should have been like one of them and then Piglet's the one that's eaten, you know? They could eat no. bacon strips the whole movie. That'll be like an ongoing gag. Yeah, they're just eating Piglet keep, bacon. Eating yeah. Piglet bacon. That would be funny, but biologically it makes sense that Eeyore's the one that gets eaten, unfortunately. Yeah. And will the others be there? Will Tigger be there? I would imagine Tigger's got to be there and... The the rabbit, right? Rabbit, yeah. His name's just Rabbit. Yeah, that's I remember right. we had to stuff and I looked up his name and it yeah, was just Rabbit. Yeah, I didn't know his name. You're like, it's just Rabbit. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Glad we looked it up. <laughs> and one of them can be Jewish, so they don't eat any of Piglet. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> really diverse cast. Yeah. 
I don't know. All I have to say is I'm not very interested in this. <laughs> I am. I know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we probably have many years till this comes out, but I'm mm-hmm. excited. Yeah. It sounds like something you'd like. Yeah. I'm also excited for what Sony has been doing and is continuing to do. So they have announced a handful of PlayStation properties that are going to be turned into series on streaming services. So Horizon has turned into a series for Netflix, apparently. Live action? Yep. At least I believe it's live action. Okay. I don't think they've specified, but it better be. Uh, As well as God of War series coming to Amazon Prime. And then originally, the article was that Gran Turismo was getting a series on an unknown network. Okay. There's been an update. It's not a series. It is a film that Sony is trying to work on. And they are reportedly looking for Neil Blomkamp to direct it, who did District 9 and those... Really? Elysium, was it? Was yeah. the other one? And then Chappie. Yes. The robot. The, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the rapping robot. Yeah. Chappie. Interesting. Yeah. I mean... I'm trying to figure out... I mean, obviously, I don't play that game because I don't give a fuck about driving games, but I don't really understand how you could possibly make a story that... Well, that's the beauty of it. It's like there's no like real like main character or anything. You can do whatever the fuck you, do you want. Do whatever you want. As okay. long as it's a racing thing. Okay. So but if it's Neil Blomkamp, it's just going to turn out that there's aliens somehow. <laughs> it's a twist by the end. They're yeah. just aliens racing on Turns Mars. Turns into a Transformers movie. No. Okay. No. <laughs> that would be stupid. Obviously, I know. Plus, that it's wouldn't Sony. Happen. It wouldn't be Transformers. I, I know. Obviously, it wouldn't it would, happen. <laughs> they can do GoBots. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Do a Gran Turismo GoBots. I don't care. <laughs> I'm more curious about God of War and Horizon. Yeah, obviously. obviously. So yeah. let's t- kind of talk about those a little bit. Horizon. We got Zero Dawn was the first one. Mm-hmm. And then we just got Forbidden West, mm-hmm. which we'll talk a little bit about, I think, later on in our gaming section. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you thinking? Who, who would you want to see? If this was a live action, who do you want to see? In this role. Um, I feel like Rose Leslie would be a really good choice. She was the wildling girl in Game of Thrones. Yeah, I think she's been kind of like the, the top life. pick for it. Yeah. Um, I'd like you? to... Yeah, I, I'm not quite sure who I'd love to see there. But I feel like there's a lot of options. I, obviously, they're going to have to go young, right? Someone yeah, who looks like fair. their early 20s, I would imagine. Yeah. She still looks pretty young, but she did just have a baby. So maybe, I don't know. Then maybe they'll go younger than that. Well, then. she's in that show currently. The like, looks, time traveler's looks, wife? Yeah, she looks oh, fine. Okay. She looks the same to me as she did in Game of but Thrones. But you bring up a good point that they, technically, the first game, yeah. she well, I mean, pretty young. You know, like, we don't know what She's they're doing. She's a teenager. They could be planning to do, like, a prequel story, and it has nothing to do with the game's storylines yet. That's a fair point. You know, that's kind of what we're seeing with all of these properties. Mm-hmm. HBO's doing The Last of Us, you know. We've, we're seeing other properties, which kind of shows Sony's looking to met at the strategy of, spreading their properties as far as they can to all these different yeah services so they can, you know, cross-promote their stuff, right? So yeah. you got Twisted Metal on Peacock, Uncharted. There was a movie that just came out. Ghost of Tsushima is getting another movie. So it's like they're they're covering all aspects of the, the way to watch properties. Yeah. Do you think Emma Stone would work? I feel like she could work. She yeah. too, like... Her face is sexy. very... Like her, her face is very round. I think 
Like, not in a bad way, but her face, I think she doesn't have all the angles mm-hmm. that I associate with Aloy. Yeah. And obviously, you don't have to be like, it doesn't have to be like a redhead that they cast. They right, can you can dye the hair. Do whatever you need to do yeah. as far as... I feel like, to me, <laughs> the character, I can't remember her fucking name, but the character that Rose Leslie played in Game of Thrones is just Aloy. It does me. feel like that. So, that's yeah. probably and where... <laughs> naturally, it would probably be easier for her to be that character because, yes. you know, she's, she's already got familiar a similar with... I think she even had a bow, didn't she? Yes. So, correct. boom. Yeah. <laughs> That's gonna be an interesting one though, because like it, that you think would have a hard, like a, a really large budget, because mm-hmm. like, you'd have to do a lot with these robotic dinosaurs and animals that are just yeah. roaming the the planet. And That's why I'm kind of curious if it. So like, yeah. I feel like would it be a much smaller scale? You're only gonna see like a couple of the the robots throughout the whole series yeah. at first until they show that it's successful, and then mm-hmm. maybe you'll see like a bigger one. Like we're probably not gonna see a Thunderjaw. Or in the first... Netflix can just raise their prices again. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> My bad. I'm just an idiot. Not that I agree with that, but that's probably what they'll just do. <laughs> Hell, they might even shift at some point to be like, uh, just pay for every property you want to watch. Yeah. Yeah. We're just a rental service. They, yeah. they go back to the individual It's a dollar for this like trash stuff. They it's go to the... Five dollars um, for the bigger things. Like the red box model. Yeah. <laughs> And then God of War, I, I'm really curious what they do with that because it's like, would they go their current route of Norse mythology, which most likely is what they would do since that seems to be like the popular thing it's right popular now. popular right now, yeah. But initially the franchise was all Greek mythology mm-hmm. and there's so much they could do with that and lead into the Norse story-wise in later seasons that they had like a long-term plan with this. Yeah. I feel like they should start from the beginning if they're because it just gives them more ip to work i mean with. personally i prefer greek mythology yeah. over norse anyway so yeah. plus by the time I would they just get love this... to see that in general yeah there's so much like norse myth- norse mythology stuff out there anyway it would be interesting to see them go back to greek mythology because mm-hmm. there's not it's not a flooded market right now yeah by the time this comes out for all we know people are gonna be tired of it it's mm-hmm. a good point glad i made it yeah <laughs> all right well, I mean, I'm looking forward to see what they can do. Uncharted wasn't great, but it it was it was entertaining. I think I said it was entertaining, but forgettable. Yeah. Last of Us, they seem to be changing a lot, but I'm interested in what they're going to do with that. So we'll see. All right, moving on. Margot Robbie is planning to star and produce an Ocean's Eleven prequel set in 1960s Europe. This is according to the Hollywood Reporter. It's in active development, but not quite greenlit as of yet. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Whatever the fuck that means. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, here, you work on this for free. We're not ready to pay you yet, but yeah. go ahead and keep if working on it. If we decide to pay you, we'll let you know. Yeah. Otherwise, just uh, get, do Get back this. to work. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Eh, sure. I mean, we saw like a prequel to Ocean's Eleven, right? Ocean Was it just Ocean's Ten? Was that what it was called? Ocean's Eight, was it? Ocean's Eight. The, the female-led? The one that had... Uh... Like everybody? Yeah. <laughs> everybody yeah that i mean yes. it was good i enjoyed yeah, that it was one good. obviously this will be completely different because it's like way earlier but mm-hmm. like is it going to be like an anthology type thing do you think where it's like it's not related at all or do you think it's gonna be like one of these characters is gonna somehow be like an ancestor of what are the other i mean i'm trying to think of all the characters movies. that were in oceans 8 but i wonder if any i mean of them... obviously it'd be george clooney or uh uh, Brad Pitt, right? One of those characters would be who it would tie to most likely, right? Yeah, but like I, I'm trying to, I feel like they might be old enough that they 
Maybe it's like one of their, yeah, whatever. Could be one of their parents. Well, I guess 60s right. would be a grandparent, I think. Yeah. That's true. Maybe parent. Yeah. I don't fucking know. I don't really. Parent if they're really young. Yeah. Grandparent otherwise. Yes. And that's me not doing the math. Yeah. And someone's like, the math is clear. It wouldn't be any of those. <laughs> but I didn't do it. Um, well, I like Margot, Margot Robbie and I, I like the premise, so mm-hmm. I'm interested. I'm not going to be waiting with bated breath, though. Okay. I'm more curious to find out if the people working on it will get paid. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't. It was a joke because oh. we were just making the joke about how we had you have to work on it for free because it's oh, not gotcha. green light right, yet. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm still processing last episode. Sorry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Let's move forward. <laughs> it's a Barbie girl in an ocean's world. We'll yep. see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See what I did there. Huh? Yeah, I saw what you did there. Yeah. Thank you. They always do, unless they don't. All right. Uh, according to the Wall Street Journal, the new WB CEO, Davis Zaslav, is looking to add a boss for the entire DC brand, similar to Kevin Feige's role for Marvel Studios. So, it, I mean, it seems like it's pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. He wants somebody that can, like, cohesively build the universe mm-hmm. for them. And so they stop having to reset shit because they can't figure out what they want to do. Yeah. Seems like a reasonable call. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll we'll see what happens with the Ezra Miller stuff as of late causing uh, an issue for their <laughs> future. But like that was supposed to be the movie that kind of resets the DCEU for everything. Yeah. Um, obviously, they're going to want to probably keep Shazam. They're probably going to want to keep Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they can keep those characters yeah. or actors, I should say, not yeah. necessarily characters. I'm sure they'll keep um, Black Adam. Well, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I mean, wait, he hasn't come out yet. But yeah, yeah, but... I think, actually, we're getting a trailer on the 8th. Yes. If I'm correct for that. So, does that mean that it will be with the Jurassic World? No, that's the 10th. Never mind. Okay. I remember I heard the trailer was coming out, so I was wondering if it would be Well, late. I mean, it'll release on the 8th, but yeah, we could probably see it in theaters okay. yeah. on the 10th. Yeah. That's kind of what they need, right? Yeah. Obviously, Zack Snyder was supposed to be that person, but they, they've changed course with what they wanted. So, uh, that's <laughs> we'll see what they have to do there. Yeah. Uh, but I do like the idea that they're trying to figure out something a little bit more unified for the DC universe. Mm-hmm. They're apparently also wanting to double down on Harry Potter content. Uh, so, reportedly, they are meeting with J.K. Rowling to discuss potential content for the feature on HBO. Okay. So that's good news for you. Good news yeah. for other Harry Potter fans. Yeah. Bad news for people who don't like Harry Potter. Yeah. And really bad news if you don't like it on HBO. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> There's different tiers for people. Yeah. To like or dislike. Bad this. and ugly. Yes. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, Variety reports that Marvel is working on a new Daredevil series for Disney Plus uh, with covert affairs duo. Matt Corman and Chris Ord uh, attached to write and executive produce the series. Uh, this is seemingly the like continuation from the Netflix series. Okay. And creating that as an MCU canon, I guess. I mean, it kind of was at the time deemed canon, but it was kind of like a, is it now after a certain point? Mm-hmm. So it feels like they are just going with that and it's still a part of it. Um I'm not sure how I feel about that personally because I kind of feel like I'd rather have seen them keep that an alternate universe 
storyline and then like Disney Marvel Studios does their direct version that they want for the MCU. Yeah. Using the same actress. Because obviously we've seen we've seen Charlie Cox come back for No Way Home. Mm-hmm. Spoilers if you haven't seen it yet. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, but it's been a while. Yeah. Uh, you had your chance. And then we've seen Vincent D'Onofrio come back for Kingpin mm-hmm. and other properties. Yeah. That way they don't know which one. Yeah, other properties. Other properties. <laughs> so, they don't even, like, I don't know, like, as far as Vincent D'Onofrio, he didn't even feel like he was the same Kingpin in that property, right? He yeah. felt, to me, he felt like he was a completely cartoony version compared to what we've seen Very. in the Netflix series. Yeah. So, it would be weird for me, and I feel like it's more just like a, we're just going to say it is, but reality, we're just kind of doing our own thing anyways, and yeah. just kind of hope that you just kind of just go with the flow. Yeah, that makes sense. That's how I feel about it, but yeah. you know, they haven't asked my two cents yet, so yeah. it's kind of weird. You're still holding out for that? Yeah. All right, uh, and last in our news, Morbius has had a, a recent trend on social media uh, with the hashtag, it's Morbin time. <laughs> With people basically making fun of the movie for a line in the movie mm. where he says it's Morbin time. He does? I believe he does. I don't remember that at all. Because I was like, what is this fucking meme from? Like, I didn't understand it. I think it was in the movie unless... Yeah, it's in the movie, right? Okay. I mean, it, I, it must I, be. Unless someone just made it up and it just kind of caught fire on the internet. Yeah. I feel like he says it in the movie. Anyways. Yeah, moving on. Okay. So it is going to be, or it, it was released this, this weekend, currently, uh, in a thousand theaters for the weekend. And Forbes projects that it should gain about $280,000 towards the box office total. I think on Friday it was at like 85000 Not good. Yeah. But, you know, we'll see come Monday mm-hmm. what uh, the official total was. I don't know if that's just Sony misreading what the the trend was on social media or if like they were just hoping that, you know, any news is good news type attitude of even people that think it's terrible might go see it just for the like fun of the Morbin time jokes. I don't know. Oh. So is it in the movie? No. It's not? (laughs) I mean, it should be now. They need to do a recut and <laughs> put it in there. The new trend that seems to dominate discussion is Michael Morbius's fake, beloved fake catchphrase, it's Morbin time. Okay, so <laughs> what twist it... on the Power Rangers iconic, it's Morbin time, has become a trending hashtag on multiple social media platforms. Okay. I mean, <laughs> that's the part that's kind of sad, though, is like, I couldn't remember if it was in the movie, but like, I wasn't like, ruling it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that it was in the movie. Yeah. I was like, I don't remember that, but Okay. <laughs> I was thinking it was like a replacement line for the uh, We Are Venom part of the movie. Oh, That yeah. was in the trailer, but not in the movie. Yeah. That would have been a good spot for it. That's true. Anywho, so that's that. Morbius got a little bit more of a life for this yeah. weekend. Yeah. Yeah. And on that note... He can have even more of a life. Yeah. We, we teased earlier our contest to win three movies, Venom Let There Be Carnage... Spider-Man No Way Home, and of course, it's Morbin time with Morbius. <laughs> yeah. They retitle it. Yeah. They needed to use that in the sequel. Yeah. The sequel needs to be Morbius, it's Morbin time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we have a code to give away all three of those movies. If you're interested. Mighty Morbin. Living Vampire. Living Vampire. <laughs> uh, so, if you're interested in winning a code, uh, entering to win a code for all three of those movies, this is how you're going to do it. We will be posting on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, a post about the contest. Mm -hmm. All you have to do is share it, screenshot, send it to our email, dtfpod at gmail.com with the headline. It's Morbin time. (laughs) It's Morbin time. Perfect. (laughs) Perfect. Yeah. That has to be the headline. Yeah. If you don't have that headline, it doesn't count. So (laughs) do that. We will enter you in and... We will pick on the next episode next week. It's a lucky winner. Yeah. Yeah. All three digital codes. Again, like we said earlier, they are movies anywhere. So you will have to have a profile for that, but it's free. If you Mm -hmm. don't have it, you just sign up for one. Yeah. And it's a really cool service because it lets you watch it on any streaming service who is tied to movies anywhere. Yes. Like Apple's involved, Microsoft. Google Play. Voodoo. Voodoo. And uh, there's another one. I can't remember. Amazon. Amazon. Yes. Yeah. Like all the big properties are yes. pretty much there. Yeah. Look for our post, screenshot it, send it to us with the headline, It's Morbin Time, and yeah. we'll enter you to win. I'm excited. We'll see who wins. Me too. Hashtag. Okay. <laughs> it's Morbin Time. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, was my spacing confusing? It was a little confusing, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, we do have some Star Wars celebration news. Uh, a handful of properties. That were announced for Star Wars. So there is a live action version of Star Wars Rebels. Characters coming to the new Ahsoka series. We're going to get Sabin Wren, Chopper, Hera, Sindola. And I think we've already been told that Ezra is going to be in there, right? Long time ago? Maybe. He's a character. Yeah. In the uh, series. Yeah, it sounds familiar. So... (laughs) So basically, it sounds like Ahsoka series is just going to be like season five of Rebels. That's what I'm getting out of this. Okay. Live action, of course. All right. Uh, there's a new series called Star Wars Skeleton Crew announced for 2023, and it's going to star Jude Law. So it follows a group of 10-year-old kids from a small planet who get lost in the galaxy and must try to find their way home. The story will take place after Return of the Jedi and will fit within the timeline of The Mandalorian and Ahsoka. Okay. So, is he going to play a bunch of 10-year-old children? <laughs> That's what this I was going to say. This is very like, confusing. Jude Law starring, but it's a group of 10-year-old ch- kids? Is he, he going to be like a... He's probably the villain then, right? Is he like a... Uh, what's his name from Harry Potter? Dumbledore. Is he like a Dumbledore of... Yeah. Space Star Dumb- Wars? Space Dumbledore. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I guess he's either going to be a villain chasing them or someone who... Or I wonder if he'll be like an android or something on the ship, like helping them. I feel like they wouldn't have him be an android, though. Maybe he'll just be a person that they end up getting to help them. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm very curious. <laughs> Whatever it is, he's a star. Yeah. So he's got to be a part of it. Yeah. He plays all 10-year-old children. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> That's my theory. They just de age. I don't even know if it even if it is live action or not, but it, it feels like it would be. Mm. Yeah, it does. Um, some other things: the Bad Batch season two has been confirmed for fall twenty twenty two. No specific date, just that window. Star Wars: Tales of the Jedi is an animated series that's going to come out fall twenty twenty two as well. 
Uh, Mandalorian Season 3 has been set for February 2023. So not too far off. Yeah. Just beginning of next year. And then Star Wars Visions is, is getting a Volume 2 uh, spring of 2023. That was the anthology one, right? Yeah. Okay. It was the, 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 animated... the Japanese anime studios Got it. that did uh, Star Wars themed mm-hmm. little shorts. Yeah. It was fun. There's some really yeah. good ones. Yeah, it was interesting. All right. That's it for our news. Now it's Morbin time. <laughs> we already did that. Oh, right. <laughs> it's post Morbin time. Yeah. Now it's time for trailers. Yes. Okay, so to start off with our trailers, Resident Evil is getting a Netflix series. They announced, Mm -hmm. or they they revealed their first trailer. I have in my notes, Big Sigh. Yeah. So here it is. (sighs) God, this looks bad. Am I going to watch it? Yes. Yeah. Because I have to see how bad it is. It's like the train wreck. You're going to hate watch it. Yeah, yeah, at the very least, I'm going to hate watch it. Here's the thing. It's, I don't think it looks bad as a generic zombie thing. It's like a generic oh, like zombie a, a series. sci-fi apocalyptic world. Yeah, sci-fi yeah. apocalyptic zombie series. Yeah, sure. looks fine. Mm-hmm. For, aimed at young adults, to be mm-hmm. clear. Sure. Uh, but it doesn't look like a Resident Evil thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really sure how they decided that was a thing. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it just, it's weird because they, they did their movie recently which was like a reboot mm-hmm. was more traditional to the game still had a lot of problems but it was better yes. as far as the game side mm-hmm. of the story mm-hmm. this just feels like they took the older movies with the Mila Jovovich Alice character mm-hmm. yeah and they just remade it as a TV show and then gave it two young girls as Wesker's daughters rather than it be her. Yeah. And it just looks fucking dumb in that sense. Yeah. I'm sure there'll be some fun moments. I think we saw liquor in the trailer. We did. Um we saw Cerberus, which is the zombie dog. But it looks like they're just repeating the same trash that they did earlier. Mm-hmm. So with, like why bother? With those movies. So it's I just don't understand. Why do you make a change with the last movie? And then just go back to that well right it after. It looks like it's aimed at the CW audience. like the young It does adult, feel that way a lot. Like, just, look, I don't know why, but that, <laughs> it seems like that's what they're doing. They're remaking something that already happened, aimed at a slightly younger audience. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know why they have to call it Resident Evil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, it, we'll see. I think it comes out in July, if I'm correct. Let's call it like Citizen Bad or something instead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Citizen shame. Citizen shame. Yeah. It's like sure. Citizen Kane, but yeah. like. Yeah. It's a complete opposite direction. Yeah, definitely. Because that's held as one of the best movies ever. Yeah. And this would be held as one of the worst one TV shows. One of the shows. worst TV shows, yeah. <laughs> so I think it's a good combo there. Mm-hmm. All right, um, we did get a trailer. Well, we got a teaser for Prey, which mm-hmm. is the new Predator film coming to Hulu in August, I believe. Okay. Um, but there was also, last night, I think, a leaked trailer mm-hmm. for the same movie. Yes. And so we got a better look at this film. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just like a some shit camera recording. It was like an actual trailer. Yeah. 
full oh, HD. Like a somebody should probably lose their job. I don't know how it got leaked <laughs> yeah. unless it was an intentional it was an leak. In, it has to have been intentional or somebody's going to get fired. Yeah. <laughs> or shot in the face by a triple lizard predator cannon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm hopeful for this, especially after seeing the trailer versus the teaser. Because mm-hmm. the teaser really didn't give us much. Um, it was like a true teaser rather mm-hmm. than the ones where they go, oh, it's a teaser and then it's like a two trailer. minute trailer. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. It, it felt like this is going to be very interesting. It's like they're going more to the roots. This is supposed to be, I think the, the first time a predator shows up on earth and it's like the, I think it's like the 1800s or something. It's a native American tribe. It focuses on a, a woman who's mm-hmm. being chased by the predator. Yeah. Surprisingly, they did have like what looked like Europeans with guns mm-hmm. show up in part of the trailer. So like, yeah. there will be guns. Yeah. But I guess it's I'm assuming that they're going to get their ass kicked very quickly. I would assume that. Yeah. And it's going to show how powerful this predator is. Yeah. So, um, I thought that was kind of interesting because the whole theme of this was that there was no weapons other than like bow and arrows and yeah tomahawk type stuff yeah well i mean to be fair the guns they have are like muskets so like yeah i mean they're (laughs) they're still not going to be a lot of use but they're the (laughs) never mind (laughs) but like fans of the series when they heard that like oh there's not going to be like you know it's not going to be like predator where there was light machine guns and like gotling guns and grenades and stuff like that like heavy artillery yeah Yeah. (laughs) something that would theoretically compete with a predator of High intelligence and mm-hmm. superior combat experience. Yeah, this seems to be seems to be more about strategy rather mm-hmm. than actual being able to outgun them. Yeah, and yeah. It, it seemed like it's going to be more based off of like probably knowing the terrain and yeah. being you know kind of like what they do with the the first movie. Yeah, uh, to an extent. Yeah. So, I'm more hopeful for this. I think it'll be a lot of fun. It's definitely a different approach. But that could be good, you know? It could be unique, yeah. and, and if they do it right, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. True. Uh, we do, I mean, as far as I can tell in the trailer, we've never seen this Predator before. It's not one that we've experienced. It's got this weird skull-like helmet. Mm-hmm. It's not really like... It, Which looks like some... It's got to be an alien creature. Yeah, and maybe it's just like covering on top of his metal helmet, but mm-hmm. it just seems like it is a skull of some sort mm-hmm. and he's got like this cool shield that i don't think we've ever seen yeah and that kind of at you know it like fans out right it mm-hmm. like becomes a shield yeah yeah it's, interesting. it's also useful for, like if it's hot he could just fan himself yeah it's true so i mean again these these creatures are very intelligent yeah they'll find a way to keep cool yeah yeah <laughs> all right um I mean, what would you rate it? Based off the trailer, what would you rate the Prey, uh, like what we've seen so far? I mean, I'm interested. I, I guess I would say at, at least a slice it. Okay. I'll say it's probably a large slice it for me. I think it impressed me more than I expected. Mm-hmm. Um, I've kind of been really hesitant with this one. Especially knowing it's going to Hulu, it makes me worried that like they know that it's not high quality. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's going there. But right. like... It could just be they want to try and focus on more exclusive content on Hulu. Yeah. So, um, it's I think it's a large slice for me. Sounds good. All right, next up we have Beavis and Butthead do the universe. Yes, you heard that right. <laughs> do. Yeah, this isn't a recording from 
1995. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, releasing a new movie. Paramount Plus. It's coming out exclusively to Paramount Plus. Mm-hmm. So it feels like the, the, the premise is they go into space during their time frame of when they were a popular thing. Yes. And they get time warped into 2022 yes and so i guess that's going to explain why they're in a time that they don't understand yeah and so i guess they'll play with the fish out of water stuff of them of course yeah doing and saying the most inappropriate things in a time where that's not allowed anymore yes and them having to either adjust or just not or just not get it (laughs) yeah yeah i think it's gonna be funny um it looks like Pretty. I mean, I'm expecting it to be very similar to the TV show. Mm. Obviously, you got the fish out of water extra thing about artwork. Seems exactly the same. Exactly the same. It doesn't even feel like it's like been like you know upgraded to like 3D. It's just it's just the same. Yeah. The only thing I have a problem with is like why on the why the fuck would Beavis and Butthead be qualified to go to space (laughs) in general? That's what I was like. So, but as long as I don't fight that scenario, I'm just gonna enjoy it. We just let that go. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they'll probably explain it. There might be a reason. Yeah. But yeah, I I don't think I'm as excited for it as you are. Yeah. I didn't feel like I was finding it all that funny, but yeah, like okay. I was never a huge Beavis and Butthead person to begin yeah. with, so I'm like a twelve year old boy in my brain, so Yeah, it's, okay. It's pretty good to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they were doing all the typical stuff where they're like making things fuck, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, the spaceship and <laughs> yeah, the, put the yeah, spaceship in the hole. The probing yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah. With space equipment. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I'd say large slice it for me. It looks probably very a small slice for me. Okay. I will watch it, of course, with you. Yeah. But you I'm not expecting to be cracking to. up. Yeah. All right. Now let's get into a, our two big things. Um, we actually did do these last episode, and we had a whole lot of good conversation. Yeah. And now we have to do it again. Yeah, so if we sound bitter. Yeah. It just sucked because I felt like we had such a good conversation. And so like now I'm like stressed if we like forget something yeah. in the conversation. But well, let's get started. We have yeah. She-Hulk. Yes. Um, I don't even know what this line's from. <laughs> it was you. Yeah, I know. But like I don't even know the context anymore. So my first bullet point is, is that broccoli or did you just not shave, baby? You made that joke when we were watching the trailer. Okay. Like, the first or second time. Yeah. I don't know. It had to have been a reference to her, like, holding the guy after their blind date or whatever in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. (laughs) Let's start off CGI in this. Awful. Looked bad. So bad. Um, It was very surprising to me that they went full CGI for the character because I... Mm -hmm. I guess I assumed because Gamora was a thing mm-hmm. and they've had her for how many movies yeah. and it's looked fine with that character being done cosmetic, practical to an extent. Yeah. To be fair. They would just do that again. Right. But to be fair, Gamora is not supposed to be unreasonably large. She-Hulk is supposed to be big. Yeah. But I guess I, I would figure they would just do like manipulation for that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I also I guess thought that. I guess, yeah, it's, it's a question of what's easier. Maybe it's yeah. easier to do the CGI, whether it be cost or maybe just convenience of the time that would have taken to do all the, the practical yeah, uh, body like, paint and all that stuff. And like, yeah. maybe this was the better route. 
Yeah. Um, I just don't. I don't like it so far. I feel like there were times that she literally just looked like a sim. Like there's, you can make sims with like green skin and stuff. Mm-hmm. She literally looked like one of them. Yeah. So that's kind of weird. They put out, I think Disney put out like uh, screenshots or something of supposedly fixing it. Yeah. Like a day or two after the trailer was out and everybody mm-hmm. was criticizing the look. Yeah. Uh, of the CGI. Um, honestly, I don't feel like it looked any better. I don't. It, I mean, it had a slight difference to it but it just felt like it was more you could see the pores i guess it was yeah, more realistic was skin mm-hmm. but it didn't feel like it looked different as far as the quality of the cgi yeah um, it's like they added a noise filter just to like make it look more realistic i guess mm-hmm. at, at the same time they're like it is a tv show on disney plus so i guess i'm not like expecting the the high quality of a movie mm-hmm. so like i don't think that's going to really deter me from enjoying the show i mean and, you know i think we had joked about how many times when we first heard this show was going to exist that it's you know it, it better be ali mcbeal yeah it 100 percent felt like, like ali mcbeal it will be yeah <laughs> that's true i mean it seems like the premise is she's going to be in charge of some superhero division of like civil cases mm-hmm. yeah so or even criminal i guess because we did see abomination in this trailer that's true so i guess my question is when does this take place because we've seen abomination last in shang chi which we know is after endgame mm-hmm. but we also see hulk in this trailer and he doesn't have a fucked up arm that's true. Like he does in Endgame. So yeah. do we see this taking place before or after Endgame? I still feel like it has to be just way after. I want... Because, like, I don't really know what her origin is in the comics, but... Um, it, She needs, like, a blood transfusion from, like, a... I think she was in an accident or something. She needs a blood transfusion and Bruce is the one that can do it from what I remember. Okay. And that's what causes her to become She-Hulk. Okay. Uh, I'm just curious if they're maybe going to toy with the residual like cosmic radiation somehow causing it to come out in her it does feel like they might be changing up the uh the origin story which would be kind of a smart way of doing that so that way they could bring in like a lot of characters right Mm -hmm. that are just exposed to the snap yeah uh radiation yeah uh which you know like we got the line in in endgame where where hulk says i was built for this or i was made for this made for this yeah and so, like, that could be, like, an implication that, like, something about the Hulk um, and, like, his DNA, like, ties to, like, being more uh, affected by this radiation. I don't know. Yeah. That would be a much more modern take on, on the character. An mm-hmm. easier way of kind of sliding it into the MCU to work and kind of tie it all together. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, my only thing is, again, if it k- takes place before Endgame, then where the fuck was she during Endgame? Yeah, that's why I feel like so it has to be So this would after. have to this would have to tie into that. Yeah. But then the, the question is like with Hulk, why does he look normal? You yeah. Know? And going back to the CGI, he looked really good. He looked. He did. And maybe they felt like they had to go well with him because we've already seen him. We've look seen good. him. We know what he looks like. We can't have a lower quality of him. Yeah. It'll be interesting. I guess another possibility is it's not our timeline. Yeah, that's also true. If it could be a different one, and that's why Hulk doesn't look like he's fucked up, because he's not even... Because he didn't even do that in his timeline? Yeah. That's a good point. 
And the last time I think we saw Hulk was in Shang-Chi and the end credit where he has a brace on as yeah. Bruce Banner, mm-hmm. not even Hulk. Right. So I don't think we've seen him as Bruce Banner in this trailer. No. I don't think so either. Yeah, that's an interesting point. It could easily be just a variant or another timeline, like I said. Mm-hmm. I think this was this is also August, right? I think so. August or September? Yeah, August. Okay. As far as the content, it looked interesting. You know, I'm, I'm really curious why, and this was kind of thing, I guess, before when we saw Shang-Chi, but I am curious why Wong is hanging out with um, Abomination. Mm-hmm. So I, we'll probably be seeing him in this, right? Mm-hmm. I don't recall if he was in the trailer, but like we'll probably see him in this series. Then. I would imagine. Um, to get a little bit more light on what's going on with that whole situation. Why he's hanging out with them, doing this black market fighting gig. Interesting. I wonder if it's like part of his punishment or something. I don't know. I'm wondering if they're trying to set up like Thunderbolts or or Secret Avengers or Dark Avengers or some kind of... Because we've got the the one character who's kind of setting up these characters with U.S. agents, Mm -hmm. with... The Baroness. Yelena's Countess, black Contessa. widow character. Yeah. You know, she's clearly setting up a team. I, it just the question is, what's the team that she's setting up? Contessa Valentina Allegra de la Fontaine. Mm-hmm. God, that's a mouthful. Yeah, I think she's related to uh, Dumbledore, if I'm correct. <laughs> no. Because <laughs> they have the long names. Yeah, but she doesn't have a middle name of Brian. Yeah, so. that's true. Well, we don't know that. <laughs> She just doesn't tell anybody? Yeah, that's that's her secret. Mm, okay. They'll never know. My middle name is Brian. <laughs> People who don't listen to the, the show probably... Nobody's going to yeah, know. Nobody knows what we're talking about. <laughs> it's from the HBO Harry Potter trivia, trivia game. contest game. Yeah. Where it was true fans. Some quote unquote true fan chose Brian as Dumbledore's middle name as the right answer. Yeah. Idiot. <laughs> or genius. Maybe. <laughs> In their own mind. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm very curious to see like how this kind of ties into some of the small subplot things we've seen in other content. And mm-hmm. I assume it will. Yeah. Because why else are they going to show it yeah. in here? Good point. So what's your rating for She-Hulk? Um, I'm going to say small slice it. Like I'm going to watch it, but I'm not really yeah. that excited about it. I'll say, I'll say slice it for She-Hulk. I, I mean, I'm... I think I'm more forgiving about the CGI than most people are, just because I don't expect that kind of tear in a, a, a Disney show. Mm-hmm. Especially when we saw like Moon Knight kind of have questionable CGI on certain parts of it. Yeah. That's true. Uh, all right. And then our second one, uh, Thor Love and Thunder. We got a second trailer for this. I'm going to be honest. I feel like this didn't really work for me as far as getting me more hyped for the movie yeah but i'm already kind of hyped for the movie yeah i feel like the the teaser trailer we got was better yeah the first i think agreed i think they showed more of the same with this and i think the only highlight that was not in the other trailer was gore himself correct and Which personally i was let down with how they decided to go with gore's look yeah i wasn't happy about it um and that could be for many reasons. I it, it seems like 
my instinct is maybe Christian Bale didn't want to do all of the cosmetic prosthetic whatever prosthetics stuff. and all that stuff all the the effort of that for hours just sitting in a chair but i don't know um so like he has a nose unfortunately yeah. <laughs> which is very weird the only other option i could think is like he doesn't they don't want him to look like voldemort or yeah. the grim reaper from bill yeah. and ted like I, maybe yeah. they just are worried that he's or too similar Grinch. looking to <laughs> other characters that are yeah. kind of already established whether or not they were before or after gore was created in the comics yeah he's I, still white he's still bald he's got like still scars everywhere or whatever got the, yeah markings. I, he's overall he looks fine he's got the sword that you know maybe that'll play into the venom stuff mm-hmm. or not venom the symbiote stuff the all black but that's gonna be whether or not sony lets them play with that stuff right, we'll right. see but yeah I feel like they did kind of tease that stuff with Eternals to an extent. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I was I was really disappointed that he doesn't have, or I should say that he does have a nose. Yeah. And it's not going to ruin it for me, but, like, it does seem kind of weird that they did that when they could have easily post-production done that or something. Yeah. Um, I was actually surprised they even revealed what he looked like at all. So... The fact that they revealed what he looks like already in mm-hmm. the trailer means that we have to get another reveal in the in the movie. Maybe, yeah. I would think. At one point I was thinking, well, what if this is what they're showing in the trailer and then like they're misdirect, like they like to do in trailers, mm-hmm. is that in the movie he will look traditional to the comic. Yeah. But um, I guess there's toys out that show him looking like he does in the okay. trailer. So that's probably not realistically what they're doing. Bummer, okay. Yeah. Um, I do think, I think you're right though. I think we will be getting something or somebody that we've never seen in these trailers. I kind of wish they had flipped them. Like they put Gore in the first trailer instead of, uh, Jane mm-hmm. yeah. Foster as yeah. Thor. I kind of wish they saved that because we already knew she was in there. Yeah. And so... I think it would have been fun to never show what she looks like because we already know she's in it. Yeah, and, and we so already the, know. The excitement yeah. will be like, what does she end up looking like? Yeah. And like, if you really, really need to, you could give a quick tease of that in the last trailer before the release. Yeah. But I kind of think they would have been better putting Gore first mm-hmm. as a reveal and either keeping her for later or just not at all. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't like... I like having trailers to get you excited for the movie, but I don't mm-hmm. like when they give everything away already. So, I also saw that, like, in that, the scene in the teaser, you've got um, Mjolnir flying towards Thor, and then it, like, goes backwards towards Mm -hmm. Jane, and she grabs it, and then it's all, like, it's, like, a badass scene. But then in the second one, it's completely changed. They go to the next cut, and it's, like, Thor's wearing a completely different costume yeah he's and got a helmet this weird situation. helmet on. i hate it, it i hate the it, helmet it look, it i don't like, like it yeah it, it's very weird looking <laughs> and it's very like cartoony i guess mm-hmm. in that scene where he's like jane like it's like i don't know it, the, the whole tone of that was completely the opposite of the way they put it in the teaser so. yeah i i think i'm gonna really enjoy this movie but the, the trailer didn't really change it for me as far as being excited from the last trailer yeah um we did get like more context though right so like i guess it, it, it seems like this is the first that Jane is going to be Thor. It's not like she's been Thor for a while. We just didn't know. Yeah. It feels... Because like he made a comment like, oh, you did really well on your first 
bad guy or whatever the hell it was. Yeah, she's like, it's only my first bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, I'm curious where that lays out. Is that going to be at New Asgard where that battle took place, presumably? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, that conversation is on Mount Olympus mm-hmm. where we're going to see Zeus and other characters. I'm assuming we'll probably get a tease for Hercules and Hades, Ares. which are... Oh. Or, sorry, you're right, Ares. Okay. <laughs> uh, Hercules and Ares, mm-hmm. who are... Already in them. Characters within the Marvel, Marvel comics, comics yeah. you know, so maybe we'll get a tease for them. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe this could be like to see how people feel about a movie in that realm. Who do you think could play Hercules? Hercules. Like these days. Hercules. Oh, that's a good question. That's a good, good question. I'll be honest. I can't think of any names of anybody right now. Yeah, I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but it just made me wonder. I was like, I know so many people have played Hercules already in other mediums or in other properties. Oh, you know what? Hmm. Um, I can't say his name. Joe... Manganiello. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Or Manganiello. I don't know if yeah. you say it that way, but yeah. He's, you know, he's fit as fuck. Yeah, that's true. Um, He's... Yeah, I feel like he could play Hercules. Yeah. You don't think he's too old? No. Okay. I mean, he doesn't look old, does he? No, he doesn't, but I think he's... He's starting to gray. And that would be fun for him to be in the MCU because, like, he was Flash Thompson in the original Sony Spider-Man. So that kind of oh, plays right, right. into the multiverse concept yeah. in itself. True, true. I don't know. He'd do, I think he'd be fun. Yeah, that would be fun. Or Channing Tatum. Okay. <laughs> we know what he looks like with a long, with long, with long hair. hair, so... <laughs> They both would be good options, I think. Yeah. Are yeah. you so you're you're giving up that he's gonna be uh, play Gambit at some point? Oh, I mean, I don't want to give up on that. But I mean, I think it's dead. It's probably. It's, gone. I think it's been it's dead. Probably for a while. well. Gone. I think it was already established. It was canceled. Yeah. But You never know. Yeah, that's you true. Never know. That's true. But yeah, so this trailer, I feel like they're definitely playing shit out of order, trying to like fuck with people. Yeah. But like definitely. Like the part where he says. Or like where they're going into Olympus or whatever, and it talks, and then they're talking about his first battle or her first battle. Yeah, I'm curious if that is the leaving mm-hmm. the scene where he is captured and like in the middle of their like whole thing, thing. You know, where they flick too hard. Yeah, <laughs> or if that's after. Yeah, that's a good question. And so like, because if it's before, then it could be like the new Asgard stuff that was her battle. If yeah. it's after, then it could be like that was her battle, you know? That's it's, true. I imagine that's going to be early in the movie. Yeah. I assume they're going to, like, warn them of gore or ask for assistance with gore. Maybe, yeah. That's, it's uh, all kind of a I'm assuming gore is going to show up and fuck up somebody. Probably Zeus. Yeah, probably. Which we see in there with Russell Crowe. Oh, yes. As Zeus. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of flicking too hard, um... <laughs> Do we, I mean, why I f- do we... I flicked delete too hard. Okay. <laughs> last week. Is that what you were going for? No, it wasn't. Um, I wasn't going to call that back yet. Uh, the When Thor is captured by Zeus, and they like... First of all, I'd love to know why he's captured. Like, that whole story I'm very curious about. And then, second of all, did you notice the tattoos on his back after they flicked too hard? <laughs> and he was naked. <laughs> he has the... Uh, Loki's helmet with the horns and then mm-hmm. it says like rip Loki I think on his back like huge covering yeah. his entire back yeah yeah I'm surprised I didn't do like a, a location on him a little bit more low-key yeah yeah just saying yeah I'm not 
But that brings up a good question, though. So in that scene, when he gets flicked hard, yeah, they show a like a the blur, like a pixelation around his butt and other parts of that region. Yeah. What does that mean? Are we are, are we going to see this exact scene in the movie? Will that be there with the sensor? Is that just a trailer thing to just kind of like get people to think that that kind of thing's in the movie? You know, like yeah. the ladies. I feel like it might be just a trailer trick. Because it... Or is it we could see the trailer and he's got like underwear on. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Something he might have like a like, loincloth or it's something. It's still covered, yeah. but like we don't know until we see it in the theater. And, yeah. You know, like a trick to get you thinking there's yeah. more it to might, it. It might there's... be a trick to try to get all the, the thirsty women in yeah. there. The hard flickers. Yeah. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of flicking too hard after yeah. that. <laughs> I'm just curious because like I was re- that part I will say I was surprised to see that in the trailer because I mean this is to an extent like four kids right? Yeah. They've dabbled in their sex scenes and Eternals and mm-hmm. all that stuff but like this is Thor. It's a yeah. more kid oriented character. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of surprised to see that. And I'm wondering, like, had it been turned around, like, would you, let's be realistic. Would you ever see them do that to a female character in the MCU? I don't think so. You would never see that, right? Yeah. So it's kind of surprising that they did that here. Although if anyone was going to do it, it would be Zeus. Yeah. I mean, he's a, <laughs> he's a whore for, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, have you seen my goat act? It's like a donkey show, but with a little bit more thunder. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, even though it didn't really like increase my excitement for the movie, I'm I'm still excited for the movie. I just yeah, no, yeah. that's what I was trying to say is like I'm really excited for it, but like this trailer didn't really like jump my excitement. It just like I'm just like already excited. Like it didn't. If anything, I didn't need this. I just wanted to be able to see it. Yes. But I guess now at least I get to be prepared for Gore not looking like I was hoping he would. Yeah, maybe that's why they released him in the trailer. So people were prepared that he wasn't going to be all impressive. Or maybe he will be more impressive in the final situation. Who knows? Yeah, you think he's going to go through the transformations? I don't know. We'll see. He's, he's like Frieza of the MCU. No. Although this, he does kind of look like This isn't even him. my final transformation. <laughs> he does kind of look like Frieza. <laughs> um, so I guess I would say a large slice it for this one for me. He looks like the fourth form of Frieza, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I should make that. <laughs> I should Photoshop that. It w- Sorry, what was it for you? A large slice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you distracted me. So. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I'll say it, it. It's just a slice it for me. Like it's okay. like I'm really excited about the movie, but like this didn't really do anything for me. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Okay. All right, that's it for our trailers. Yeah. Let's get into our reviews. Yep. Uh, but first, we'll uh, review our rating system for anyone who's unfamiliar. So here's how our rating system works. If we hated something, we'll burn it. If it was just okay or we're neutral, we're going to slice it. If we absolutely love the shit out of it, we're going to dissect it. And if all of us dissect it, we're DTF. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah, that's pretty good. That was a pretty good one. Yeah. I'll mark the calendar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, first up, I finally finished some 
uh, I finished filming this, finally finished this one so we can time talk about it. Uh, Upload, season two. This is a show that's on Amazon Prime. It uh, Season two dropped March 11th of this year, and it's a series created by Greg Daniels. It was Season two was seven episodes. First season was ten, in case anybody's curious about the difference, and they're about a half an hour each. Um, the premise is that uh, the main character, Nathan, is at a crossroads in his parentheses after life, um, and his, ex, his ex-girlfriend, Ingrid, has unexpectedly arrived to Lakeview, hoping to strengthen their relationship, but his heart still secretly yearns for his customer service angel, Nora. Um, mostly returning cast from the first season, uh, Robbie ML plays Nathan Brown, who's the main character, and uh, Andy Allo is Nora Antony, who is the customer service angel. Allegra Edwards plays Ingrid Kennerman, the ex-girlfriend. Um, she's really good. And uh, Zainab Johnson is Alicia, who is a co-worker of uh, Nora, and she kind of gets like a bigger part in this season. And same thing with uh, Kevin Bigley, who plays uh, Luke, who is another resident of Lakeview, the afterlife place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I had talked about the first season of this mm-hmm. a while back. So the whole idea is this is a digital world, like a digital heaven, if you will. So mm-hmm. they can upload people's consciousness to the server mm-hmm. when they die. And then you get to live out so, your afterlife in as yeah, like a digital avatar. Yeah, you're just, you just live in this retirement home, essentially, yeah. with all the other people. And it, it speaks a lot of volumes about class structure in the world like with like rich versus poor mm-hmm. and the inequalities of society and yes uh, it's actually a really good show mm-hmm. and you know it's got a lot of really fun clever ideas as far as like technology and like the concepts of like how it could be used for good and bad in society and yeah and just really clever takes on interpreting it into like the future yeah definitely I think I did, I will say, I liked, I think I think the first season I liked more. Uh, my only gripe with this one was that I feel like they had this huge cliffhanger in the first season mm-hmm. ending, and then it was just like a throwaway fix in the first episode yeah. of season two. And like, I hate those kind of script Laziness. writing. It, yeah. it feels lazy. Yeah. It definitely seemed like there was no true resolution to what happened it was just a simple flip of a switch essentially and Hmm. it there was nothing creative about getting him out of the situation he was left in yeah and i will say this season two i felt like kind of had the same problem that um space force had in Mm -hmm. season two where it just kind of felt like it just abruptly ended there was no real like end result to what was going on in the, world. the plot and, yeah. and and the season two and like so i i don't know maybe i just was like i expected more out of it but it didn't feel like they really finished it and maybe that was like a pandemic issue where they could couldn't be. finish what they had started mm-hmm. and they just kind of did what they could yeah but, um, there was obviously a big difference in like you could see be- between one episode and the next um the character who plays uh, the, the actress who plays his niece, mm-hmm. who was in My Spy. I can't remember her yeah, name. Yeah. But, um, She's she, been in some things recently. She has like a huge growth spurt. And so I was like, oh, I wonder if they did some additional filming after the pandemic and they were on pause or something. See, I didn't even notice that because yeah. I watched season one so long ago that when oh. the show arrived, I was like, I didn't think anything of it. Okay. So I guess you binged 
both seasons, so both you could tell together. the difference between yeah. the gap. Yeah, it was like she was a child, and then suddenly, oh, she's like a teenager. Mm. Like it was, or at least she seemed like she was. So yeah. it was a wild difference, and they commented on it in the show, like that she had grown so much oh, or whatever. So yeah. Anyway, so I, it could be related to. It's a fun show. It's, yeah. I think I was disappointed with the ending, but I am hoping for a season three. Yeah, same. I, I would like to see a resolution. Because, like, when we were watching, I was watching the last season, you sat down and were watching it with me um, again. And you were like, oh, what episode are you on? I was like, ah, I'm not really sure. And, and then it was like, it turned out that it was the finale. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I didn't know that that was it. Like, yeah, because, like, nothing happens that feels like a finale. Yeah. It just feels like just another episode in mm-hmm. the season. And then, oh, there's no more. Yeah. It's just very weird how very they did weird. that. Yeah. But overall, it was fun. It was like, the humor is good. And it's entertaining overall. And mm-hmm. even though there's like a lot of, they, they do focus a lot more on, in this season, um, the second season on uh, like the the class inequalities that somehow are perba- pervasive into the afterlife. And mm-hmm. they make comments on basically everything is a microtransaction, even if you're a dead person, um, which sucks. <laughs> but yeah. it's so probably true to how it would be mm-hmm. if that was real. <laughs> Yeah, I think for me it was a large slice. I I, I had a fun time watching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say it's a I large look, slice for I me as well. I look forward to more of the show. Mm-hmm. I think it, maybe just because it was a shorter season, it just didn't feel like it was complete to me. Yeah, it definitely, it took me a little bit of a weird turn, but I, I, I'm excited to see what they do going forward. And I feel like the standout of the show, acting-wise, is has got to be Allegra Edwards. Um, who plays Ingrid, the mm. girlfriend slash ex-girlfriend. Like, she's such an insane character. Like, she's, she's like, sometimes evil, but then she's, like, really nice and generous. And then, like, yeah. then she's, like, kind of a, a vapid idiot. And then sometimes she makes these really deep statements. And it's like, I really can't fucking get a read on her. But, yeah. Like... yeah, she's very uh, <laughs> all over the place. Yeah. And she's very diverse, I guess, as far as acting goes. Yeah, yeah. But the character, you're just like, is she good or bad? Yeah, I, just can't I still tell. don't know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Obi Wan Kenobi dropped on Disney Plus on May 27th with two episodes. There's now three out, but um, we started watching it and it's been a good time. The general premise of this is it takes place 10 years after the events of Star Wars Episode 3 um, Revenge of the Sith. And Kenobi is in hiding on Tatooine, watching over Anakin's son Luke. While he's a co- then, when he is called on a mission to rescue Anakin's daughter Leia after she's kidnapped by the Galactic Empire's Jedi hunting Inquisitors, on a plot to draw Kenobi out. Basically, the Inquisitors have been hunting for all Jedi, but specifically hoping to catch um, Obi Wan for however long it's been—ten um, years, I guess. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, um, and so they they hatch a plot to draw him out by capturing um leia um ewan mcgregor returns as obi-wan kenobi and um moses ingram plays the third sister who is kind of like the primary inquisitor that we deal with throughout Mm -hmm. the show so far and then the um actress who plays leia as a child was actually in bird box i'm trying to remember her name it's something lila vivian lyra blair she's the one who plays the 10 year old version of leia organa who I found quite annoying so far. <laughs> yeah, I. It feels like people are really enjoying her 
character in this show and like i'm on the opposite end of just like she's so annoying and terrible mm-hmm. and there's moments where i'm like obi-wan just walk away just let her do her thing and get captured and just mm-hmm. like fuck off like yeah i don't even care yeah just let her run away <laughs> yeah she but, definitely isn't uh endearing to me i think as far as like being a star wars property and and throwing out all the nostalgia it's doing great we've seen a lot of droids and characters and ships and things that are just very familiar to us there's like there was a cameo by a clone trooper at one point that was pretty fun mm-hmm. um but overall like this story feels unnecessary i guess and i'm really curious why they're doing it like we said, like Leia is just kind of an annoying character in this, and like maybe that's just what the character is. Mm-hmm. But like, it just makes me not like her more. Yeah. And so like, it's hard for me to care. Like, obviously, we know that she's safe by the end of this, but like, that's also like another reason why it's kind of weird that they did this route because like we already, if we know she's safe, then what's the point? Yeah. And it feels very contradicting to like events that we already know in this Star Wars story and so it'll be very interesting to see what they do to kind of either correct or explain that stuff Mm -hmm. if they plan to even who knows right maybe it's just kind of like soft reboot type stuff where they just kind of hope you just don't care i don't know that's true i do feel like um there was a lot of obviously like they have all of the same things that you see from all the other times that we've watched on on the screen star wars in tatooine and all the various different places it was kind of like you said more of the same Mm. um (laughs) so i know whether it's useful or not information i guess we may remember this project originated as a spin-off film which was um going to be done following the failure of what they're calling the failure of solo Mm -hmm. that's true (laughs) um and then they Ended up hiring somebody to rewrite it as a series, and Joe B. Harold was the one that was hired, and he basically serves as the showrunner. Um, so, I don't know if having to convert it from a film to a series caused it to be kind of like, well, there's not really much of consequence happening yet because of how many episodes there's going to be. I don't know. I don't even. I think it's only six, but yeah. I'm not sure. I can't imagine it's more than eight. But yeah. like, I don't. I think the thing that bothers me about this show so far is like. Little things that are just, like, within the Star Wars universe, common sense, I guess, things bother me because they just don't... It's like they're just doing things for the sake of the plot, but, like, it doesn't make sense in the world of Star Wars. Yeah. Like, he could just use his powers to do something, but instead they're in this fucking predicament, and Mm -hmm. he's not sure how to fucking get out of it. It's like... Just use your powers. Yeah, there's a, it's a real easy solution here. Yeah. I don't know why we're so complicating we're complicating this, and even not just him, like other characters who you know have abilities, also don't do that kind of a thing. Yeah, like in episode three, there's this big moment where a character can, and I'm just being vague because I don't want to spoil it because mm-hmm. it's a big thing for episode three. But like, they could have easily done something that they do all the time. Yes. And they don't do it mm-hmm. in this most critical moment. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's very... Um, and it, I know it's just for the sake of the storytelling, but like it does kind of lose its 
I guess, quality because of that, in my opinion. Yeah. because It's like believability. There like, you go. There's no way that this person wouldn't have just done that. Mm-hmm. In that real scenario, that character would have just done this thing instead of whatever other garbage mm-hmm. workaround had actually happened. Yeah. For the plot. <laughs> but overall, like, it's fine. Like... I, I think everyone's on the same page that everyone wants to see Obi-Wan Kenobi come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ewan McGregor has been great in that role. I'm curious to see where they go with this, but I do feel like it's more just kind of to get people on Disney Plus than it is to really give a strong story for a returning character. Yeah, true. So far. So, I mean, I'm enjoying it. I don't think... Like, I wasn't really super pumped for it or anything but having been now that i'm able to watch it i'm enjoying it it's not like it's bad mm. it's just i'm not waiting fun. every week for the next episode no, I'm like not i like, oh my was God, for other properties yeah. like mandalorian i'm definitely doing that yes you know some of the like loki stuff like that i was doing that yeah but this is definitely when i i'm not gonna <laughs> be bummed when it's over every every week yeah yeah i can wait until the next episode <laughs> so for me, I guess it's just, it's a slice it for me. I agree. It's also a slice it for me. I'm interested to see where they go with the plot. Maybe it'll get a little bit more exciting. Um, but it is, it's acceptable for now. All right. Next, we watched The Boys. Uh, season three dropped three episodes. Uh, actually, a day early. It was supposed to come out on the third. I think it came out on the second. Yes. At the very least, 7 p.m. it was out mm-hmm. when we watched it. Uh, developed by Eric Kripke. Yep. And it's based off the graphic novels of The Boys. The which boys. is yeah. pretty much a group of people who are tired of these superhero beings being able to do whatever the fuck they want. And they go out of their way to try and kill them. Yeah. And restore order to society. Yeah. So it's a little difficult to find like a premise for just season three. Because it's hard to kind of jump directly in. But basically it's... Jumping in after the effects, the events of season two, where we have, where we saw a lot of the quote unquote, the boys go in different directions. And so we're jumping in to see where everybody's gone in their life since whatever time has passed, um, which includes Huey going and trying to go straight and narrow, do it the legit way, work for a congressperson, whatever. And then Mother's Milk wants to go be with his family. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it definitely, you have to have seen the last season at the very least to know what the fuck's going on going into the beginning of this. But like, yes. even watching everything so far, I was like kind of lost because like you said, they kind of do this weird time jump and like, yeah. I feel like the ending of season two was very setting up something mm-hmm. and then this one, they kind of just brush past that to a future time and like I'm confused because I'm like well what like that was supposed to be this big moment reveal at the end of season two so now I'm like confused why we're just brushing over it yeah and I guess it's not important but it definitely felt like it was Mm -hmm. at the time yeah and that kind of bothers me yeah Uh, but we are seeing like a lot of returning cast obviously Carl Urban's back as Billy the Butcher Uh, Jack Quaid is back as Huey uh, Anthony Starr is back as Homelander, who of is, of course, one of the most... Evil as ever. <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's yeah. he's very uh, scary, The too. most insane character. Yeah. 
Just watching him drink milk is terrifying. Upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Aaron Moriarty uh, plays Starlight. Mm -hmm. So that's most of the cast. There's obviously a bunch of other people. Frenchie's back. Mother's Milk, as we established. A Train. Uh, The Deep makes a appearance at some point. Yes. Um. So they did the same thing they did last year with their their. Season two, they did a drop of three episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of felt like the first three episodes were just kind of like the setup of the main plot mm-hmm. overall. Yeah. It felt like they're just giving us a movie yeah. of what to go into the rest of the season with. Yes. Um, setting up where everybody is at this moment, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... They did not... They were not shy about the violence. They were not shy about... Uh, showing you the inside of a pee hole, uh, which I was really confused. I was like, is that what pee holes look like? Do I need to like recheck my pee hole? Because I feel like that looks like a butthole. Yeah. Yeah, it's different. It looked much different than I think it should. Yeah. But it was also like really magnified. Of course, yeah. Uh, yes. I don't know if they had an anatomy consultant on yes. the show. But I'm loving the humor. I'm loving the satire on superheroes, supervillains, mm-hmm. the, the you know gray areas of characters. I yeah. think that they've done a great job. There's been a lot of surprises, cameos that we didn't really think we were going to get mm-hmm. in this season. It's been fun, and we're only three se- three episodes into yeah. what I think is a ten episode season, if I'm correct. I think so. Um, and then I know a lot of the marketing and trailers and everything was talking about the ret- about Soldier Boy, who's mm-hmm. a new, not really a new character, but new to us character. Yeah, and he's pretty much like a Captain America he's, type character. Yes, but like horrible. But yeah, <laughs> a horrible, horrible version of Captain America. Um, and we got to see a little bit of him so far. And um, so far, I, I'm not seeing as horrible as what I've heard, so I can't wait for it to get worse. Well, we haven't seen a whole lot of him. No. We've seen like yeah. a very small glimpse of Mostly him in the past. Yes. And yeah. We're going to get like a, I assume, present day version of him that's yes. probably not as... He's going to be the worst, I'm sure. <laughs> you know, he's probably not the same personality he was. Yeah. Um, You're getting what you're signed up for with mm-hmm. this show. The season three, they did not, they were not shy about it. They, they started strong in the first episode. With the gore, the violence. Oh, yeah. Uh, they settled the the question of what would happen if Ant-Man <laughs> went into Thanos' butt and <laughs> expanded yeah. and grew big. Yeah. They definitely answered that question for yeah, everybody. they did. <laughs> it's a great time. This is a dissected for me. I agree. I'm looking forward to it. I was really bummed after we watched the three episodes because this is one where I'm like, well, I want the next I one. I want more of this. Yeah, so. definitely. Give me more. Yeah. Just give me three episodes every week. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. Um, yeah, it's a dissected for me as well. So it looks like we're DTF. That we are. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> okay. Uh, we also checked out Senior Year. This is a movie on Netflix. It dropped May 13th. It was directed by Alex Hardcastle and written by Andrew Knauer, Arthur Pielli, Brandon, and Brandon Scott Jones. Uh, this is... About a 37-year-old woman who awakens from a 20-year coma and realizes she missed out on an integral portion of her senior year and decides to go back to high school to get her diploma and her missing experiences. Um, Rebel Wilson is the star. She plays Stephanie Conway, who is the main character who (laughs) 
goes back to high school to experience what she missed out on when she was unable to finish her senior year. Um, it's a pretty ridiculous story, um, but she's funny and it's, I get it. It's, it's kind of what you expect. It's like a, I guess it's a romantic comedy, but like it's more on the comedy side. There is some romance involved, but it's not, um, it's not the primary focus of. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I would say romantic comedy was really like it's there, but I don't think that was the point of the movie. No, no. It's just, obviously it's very heavy on her, a little bit. It's very cliche with like a high school, you know, there's the boy who's your friend. And has a crush on you, and yeah. you don't realize because you're all focused on the other yeah. guy. Yeah, and then and there's like, the terrible guy who you have a crush yeah, yeah. on. Yeah. This was like, it, it, to me, it felt like it was Billy Madison for a new generation, right? <laughs> okay. It was like, yeah, that's fair. They took the premise of why does this adult now need to be in high school mm-hmm. and relive this part of her life? Yeah. With people that she does not relate to anymore. Yeah. And it just felt like. They did that with a more scientific approach as to why she's there rather than because he just kept failing and he never went back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's the, the typical like fish out of water, fish out of water stuff where mm-hmm. it's like if you imagine yourself as a 17 year old and put yourself into a 37 year old body, you wouldn't know what to, <laughs> it's just interesting to see how that plays out, I guess. It was actually a very interesting idea because it's like she is in this mindset of she was just in high school last yesterday. Literally yesterday, yeah. For all she knows, she just woke up and yeah. now she's 37 years old mm-hmm. and 20 years have passed or whatever it mm-hmm. was. And like that's actually very interesting. And like I I think they did a really good job at kind of growing her character and like giving her this one mindset of like this is all that I care about because this is all my life was. And mm-hmm. to now having to like realize that there's so much more to her life Mm -hmm. that she's missed and that she has to grow and be a different person. Yeah. And like, I don't, I I had a really good time with this. It was funny. It was such a good movie. I I had a lot of fun. Yeah. I think the humor was great. Yeah. It had a lot of life lessons for not just her, but other characters. I think the, the supporting characters, the, like the high school kids, they, they all did a great job. And I love how they kind of like, made bullies that weren't necessarily bullies, but they just kind of seemed like they were bullies. Yeah. It was very, I guess it kind of pulled the gray area with like, definitely with that stuff and kind of like making you guess who is and isn't like the bad guy, if you will, in this situation. True. True. But it was a good movie. I had a lot of fun with it. I don't think I even knew about this until it came out. I saw a trailer for it, I think because I followed her on Instagram or something. And so I saw a trailer like the day before and I was like, oh, okay, I'll check that out. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I th- I would say it's a large slice it for me. Yeah, I would say large slice it. Okay. I would probably watch this again. Yeah, I think this is easily like a movie you could throw on. It kind of felt like, like Mean Girls maybe meets yes. Billy Madison. Yeah, um, meets, oh, there's another one. There's another one I think belongs in here, but I'm trying to remember what it is. Ten Things I Hate About yes, You. Yes, Ten Things I Hate About You. <laughs> I don't know, I just threw out a name out oh, there okay. that I had high school kids I feel in like, it. yeah. That's... Breakfast Club. No, not Breakfast Club. Ten never, Things I never, Hate About Breakfast Club. Never been kissed. She no. gets, she's like old and <laughs> goes to school. She's All That. Was that a thing? Was that a movie? Did I make that up? I think that's a movie. I don't know. 
feel like I probably saw it. It's but like I they, they it. remake the nerd, and then she's all hot, and everybody oh, wants her. Is that that one? Okay. I think. Here's the problem: all of those movies mixed together in not another teen movie, and so I always think of mm. not another teen movie, and I'm like, wait, which yeah. one was it's it? Like, wow, a lot of these movies just stole from <laughs> not a teen movie. <laughs> all right, um, I finally got to check out Spencer. This. Uh, was originally released in theaters on, in November of last year. It's now on Hulu. It was directed by Pablo Lorraine, and it's historical fiction written by um, Stephen Knight. And it tells the story of Princess Diana's existential crisis during the Christmas of 1991 as she considers divorcing Prince Charles. Kristen Stewart played Diana Spencer. Jack Farthing played Prince Charles. Um, there's a lot of other people, but um, it's basically almost solely about princess diana and it's not i don't know i expected something different i guess <laughs> um almost everything that you see in popular culture and media and whatever is is all about how much of a pile of shit prince charles was to princess diana and this was very like she's an erotic mess and obviously they didn't like make her out to be the bad guy or anything but they were like she's got her own issues and it mm -hmm. had nothing to do with him and i was like kind of thrown off by that because yes princess diana did have issues probably exacerbated by the neurotics like the the situation that she was in um but like it really focused a lot on her neuroses and her um bulimia and other things that I don't know. It was just kind of off-putting. <laughs> like, I wasn't... It wasn't super entertaining to watch. Yeah, I didn't really watch it, but I, I'd walk in and out while you were, and mm -hmm. it just felt like it was always such a quiet, yeah, uncomfortable moment in the movie. Yeah. It was just a lot of awkwardness. Um, a lot of, like, her reacting to something that was going on, and... I don't know. Some of it was just like, I don't understand. Why just fucking do whatever this is and get it over with. But what would you say about the performance that I would Kristen say Kristen Stewart, Stewart had? did? A... I, I hear she did an amazing job with this. Absolutely, one. she was a plus out of the park. She did a great job. She absolutely. She was a neurotic mess. She was terrible. <laughs> like I, she did a really good job at the character so much so that I was like, I don't like this person. You know, mm. like it was weird because you don't typically see somebody play. Diana as someone that people aren't going to like. But maybe that's just me having no sympathy for her situation. I don't mm. know. It's just me. <laughs> it might be a me problem. But um, I think she did a really great job. The acting was incredible. Um, it was just like the character and the way the character was written was so fucking weird to me. And maybe it's maybe it's true. I don't know. Obviously, I wasn't there. Mm. But um, it was well, just very different than so I expected. So it's categorized as historical fiction. So like, is there any kind of say as far as like how much is like made up versus like is the whole thing made up no the whole thing just set in like a timeline that we know exist like happened with so this I, christmas I briefly looked it up to see like how much of it was true like i think there were pieces of it that were and weren't true like there's a thing in it where um when you go to whatever fucking palace it is that they do christmas dinner at like it's a tradition to like weigh yourself before the weekend starts, like when mm -hmm. you get there and then when you leave to like prove that you had a good time <laughs> mm. <Make it laughs> because you ate a lot, but she's obviously bulimic. So she doesn't eat very much. And even if she does, she throws it up. Mm -hmm. And so, well, she can just throw it up, throw it up after she weighs herself. No, cause she, uh, throws it up like immediately. Oh, like, okay. yeah. <laughs> 
I, I don't know. Uh, okay. At least in this version of, of the character. Um, so, and there's just like little rebellions that she has. Like they, they have a thing where they bring her like a, co- a dress rack. And it's like, these are your outfits that you have to wear on these days for this event, blah, blah, blah. And it's like all labeled and everything. And she just like purposefully is like, I'm going to wear this one instead. Just because okay. I think she was kind of going nuts with the whole situation and how nobody cared cared that he had openly publicly cheated on her and she was just expected to just live with it Mm. um so i i get why in this scenario she was going nuts but it was less enjoyable to watch than i expected because you had to deal with her actual deep raw emotional break literally existential crisis that she was going through and i don't think i expected it to be quite so it was a much different interpretation than what you got in the crown (laughs) yeah um and like anything else that portrays Princess Diana, like there's no, been other like documentary science, type news. things or whatever about her. Um, my mom was like obsessed with Princess Diana, mm. so I've seen a few. Gotcha. Um, they typically always portray her as just the sweet innocent victim. Gotcha. Um, so it was just an interesting take, which maybe parts obviously parts of it are true. I'm, so the acting was superb. Um, I didn't super love the movie overall just because it wasn't like, it was just uncomfortable, but mm-hmm. it was good. It was just, I don't usually like uncomfortable movies. You know that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I would say this is a slice it for me. I think objectively from a filmmaking and an acting standpoint, it's probably a dissect it, but just as for like enjoyableness. Yeah, well, it's, your, it's about you. What, <laughs> from my personal feel, opinion, I'd say it's a slice it. Yeah. But I would recommend... Until, if, until we get paid to have professional yeah. <laughs> cinematic opinions. Mm-hmm. It's just what you think. Yeah. <laughs> from the comfort of your home. I just wanted home. to be clear to anybody listening. If they are not... They don't, like, it, it. they did a great job with it. It's mm. just, I was not happy. Well, I mean, that's pretty much yeah. everything, right? Yeah. Like... Yeah. Arguably, we can hate something that was amazing. Right. We yeah. could love something that was terrible. Right. But there was, are some things that we like... Or that we don't like because they are terrible. It's, mm. <laughs> so I wanted to be clear that it's not because they didn't go do a good job. It's just I wasn't really comfortable with the how they portray the character and all of that stuff. Like gotcha. I, it just made me sad. <laughs> gotcha. So okay. Okay. Next up, The Northman. Yes. This is a movie about a man who lives up north. Yeah. <laughs> this came out in theaters in the U.S. at least. April 22nd. It was written by Sion and Robert Eggers, and it's based on The Legend of Amleth by Saxo Grammaticus, which is interesting. I didn't know this. Um, The Legend of Amleth is actually known to be the direct inspiration for Shakespeare's Hamlet, the Prince of Denmark. So that's fun. Fun fact. Didn't know. Okay, so he's a fraud. Yeah. He just stole. (laughs) Pretty much. He just stole his story. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and the movie was directed by Robert Eggers as well. The very, very quick premise is the plot follows Amleth, a Viking prince, who sets out on a quest to avenge the murder of his father. There's a little bit more to it than that, but mm-hmm. I don't want to get too deep in it. <laughs> yeah, when we, when we first started watching it, I was like, so this is just like a dark Norris version of The Lion King. <laughs> but like as we kind of went on, it... it branched into its own thing but mm-hmm. like it yeah. definitely felt like we were just getting the lion it gave king. lion king vibes for sure yeah 
But then it got real weird. Um, the big cast in it, we've got Alexander Skarsgård, who plays Amleth um, as an adult. Um, Ethan Hawke plays King Arvandal Warraven, who was Amleth's father. Nicole Kidman plays Queen Gudrun, Amleth's mother. And uh, Clay's Bang, I think is how you say his name, is Fjolnir, Amleth's uncle. Willem Dafoe is in this. He plays Hymir the Fool, which should tell you some things. <laughs> and Anya Taylor-Joy plays Olga of the Birch Forest, a Slavic sorceress who uh, Amleth meets on his journey towards revenge or vengeance, whichever, mm. both. <laughs> so as soon as I saw this come out, I was like, I want to see that because... Mm-hmm. I was shocked that Alexander Skarsgård hasn't been in some other Viking thing yet, first of all, because he's li- literally a Viking. <laughs> a vampire Viking, yeah, of course. Yeah, vampire Viking. Got it. Yeah, I, well, I, I felt bad, too, because we, we didn't get to see it in theater. I was... Yeah. You know, we, we got busy with stuff, and then before I know it, it was not in theater. It, I felt like it wasn't in very long. No, it wasn't. Luckily, this is on Peacock, for anybody who hasn't checked this out. Yes. Uh, so... Hopefully you do if you yeah if it sounds interesting from yeah. our, our conversation mm-hmm. uh, it is on Peacock so we were I almost even rented this for twenty dollars <laughs> and then I held off and then the next day it literally was on Peacock and yeah. I didn't even know that wow I was like Whoo! yeah that would have been mad <laughs> you'd have been mad about that yeah <laughs> I had a good time with this I think it was hard to follow in the beginning you just kind of had to figure out who was who and mm-hmm. like. But I think that was kind of a part of the story to try and hide things, maybe. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's a stellar cast, right? Yeah. Like, I was like, they got all of these people in this fucking movie? Are you (laughs) kidding me? Yeah, it was insane. And they all, like, were stand out. It wasn't like they were just there for a cameo. Like, they all had a good moment. And as we talked about earlier, everybody's really into Viking shit these days. So, um, me included. Mm -hmm. So, I was pretty excited to watch this. And it was... Exactly what I expected. Obviously, the storyline was a little different than I expected because <laughs> I wasn't familiar with this legend. Mm-hmm. And um, there were some interesting things that they did throughout for the plot. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. It definitely took a left turn. It did. Yeah. Or right. Or several. Whichever turn yeah. you lots, think is the worst. Lots of different turns. <laughs> Not worse, I guess. Whatever turn you think is like uh, unexpected. Or most unexpected, yeah. Up. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're in a plane, you wouldn't expect to go up. That's true. <laughs> no, I had a great time with this. Mm-hmm. I think everybody killed it with their roles. Uh, yeah. The fight scenes were really good. Mm-hmm. The battles and whatnot. They had like these like weird dreamlike sequences that like felt very real to mm-hmm. like what was happening in the movie. Yeah. It was it was very I loved the creative style of kind of implementing the like Valhalla. Mm-hmm dream stuff yeah it was very cool because you got to see what would have been told as like a legend and then you got to see the real thing that happened too and it's like oh okay i can see how that legend got created or whatever you know Mm -hmm. it's a little long i think it was like two hours and 15 minutes okay yeah but i enjoyed it i think Mm -hmm. definitely i felt like there were points that if you have like a, a sick surround sound system to watch it with that'd be cool i kind of feel like if this does ever go back in the theater i would probably go watch it in, in yeah theater. it definitely had some like cinematic especially with the audio moments mm-hmm. um that i that would be really cool it made me wish i was a millionaire so i could have one of those cool theater rooms yeah yeah <laughs> 
But yeah, if it's ever back in theaters, I would be definitely down to check it out. All you have to do is rob a millionaire. Oh, right. <laughs> well, you should probably rob like a kazillionaire because then they wouldn't notice that they're missing just one million, right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, overall, I would say definitely check this out, especially if you have Peacock and go watch it. Like, it's absolutely worth it. Yeah, it's a great historic, whatever, uh, historical piece. Mm-hmm. Definitely worth it. Yeah. It was a, a large slice it from me. Yeah, I'd say it was a large slice it for me as well. I also checked out on my own, uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, this came out in theaters on March 25th of this year. It's written and directed by Dan Kwan and Daniel Scheinart. Uh, summary is it follows a woman being audited by the IRS who discovers she must connect with her parallel universe versions of herself to prevent a powerful being from causing the destruction of the multiverse. Uh, it's got the main cast is Michelle Yeoh as Evelyn Wong. Jonathan K. Kwan plays uh, her husband and Stephanie Sue plays uh, her daughter. The IRS auditor is uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. And so, like, they're basically the main cast of this movie is is her family. But it focuses on her and her journey through this multiverse setup that she's just not familiar with. And just kind of diving in, oblivious to what she's supposed to do and, and how to go about anything. It's such a good movie. I had a blast with this. It's really long. I think it's like two and a half hours. But my God, if you've ever had any kind of feelings of missing some part of you or just doubt in you as a person, this is a fucking movie to watch. It definitely opens your eyes and uh, does a lot for people, I think, that, that are struggling in one way or another through life. And it's just such a great positive story. But also kind of told in a dark way. Okay. It's hard to explain, okay. but it's the end result is very satisfying from from what I feel. Okay. I guess is what I'm saying. Gotcha. Just the acting was superb. Like everybody was great. They they even you know because it's a multiverse thing too. Like they all play like different versions of themselves uh, at points, and so like they'll jump in and out of characters, and it just it's so fun to see them kind of just bounce off of these different characters like just in the moment and Mm -hmm. just really shows how skilled and diverse they are with their acting. Okay, nice. I've seen people say like, this is the better multiverse movie compared to Doctor Strange. But it's like, you really can't compare them because they're completely two different things. This is like a very indie, small story, Mm -hmm. but like told in like a very unique way. Yeah. They definitely took advantage, I would say, with, like, the idea of a multiverse and this and, like, kind of giving, like, these obscure alternate worlds. And there's, like, one where she, like, everybody has uh, hot dogs for fingers. (laughs) No fucking way. (laughs) There's another one where uh, they're all just rocks. They all just, they're just rock people. Okay. And then... (laughs) Like, just, so they're so goofy, but, yeah. like, they work within the context of what they're trying to tell. Okay. And, um, yeah, the the fighting scenes are just so good in this. There's, like, this moment where there's, like, a trophy and, like, they're trying to, like, jump on it with their butt because that's how they teleport to, like, another... It's... <laughs> it's... <laughs> You just have to watch it. You had to be there. It makes sense. <laughs> okay. If you understand why they're doing it, it makes sense. Okay. But like the 
the choreography of them trying to do this yeah. is just so fucking insane okay. and good. It's just, it's funny. Yeah. Well, whenever it comes out to a streaming service or something, definitely Yeah, it let should me know. be out soon, if not already. It's so good. I, I highly recommend this. This is a dissected for me. I had okay. a blast with this. And it wasn't a movie where I was going in like, I can't wait for this. I was just like, this is interesting. I've heard good things about it. Yeah. I'll check it out. And man, it blew me away. And we've seen Michelle Yeoh in like a lot of things. She was mm-hmm. in Star Trek. She was in, she was in Shang-Chi, I believe. Wasn't she the aunt in that movie? Like she's uh, yeah. always a big role. She's always a quality role when she's in things. Mm-hmm. But I think this is probably my favorite thing so far that she's done. Yeah, it's funny. It still says her uh, her most well-known roles are when in Tomorrow Never Dies and Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. <laughs> 90s. She was in Crouching Tiger, Hidden yeah. Dragon? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. And that actually explains a lot. Yeah. This has a, a lot of vibes to that. And mm-hmm. then, of course, Shang-Chi kind of mm-hmm. had that kind of vibe, too. Yeah, definitely. So that totally explains a lot. I never noticed that. Yep. Okay, cool. Now I kind of want to go back and watch that again. I've never seen that, so I'd be down. Okay. I don't know if we'd be able to find it anywhere. Maybe it's on a streaming service. Um, That's from like early 2000s, right? It's from 2000. Exactly. 2000? Yeah. The only thing I know about it is that uh, Paula worked on the extra like the extra special features shit for the DVD. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So we could try to find a DVD. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know how I feel about DVDs. I know. They're kind of my thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I mean, so go see it. It's such a delightful movie. Yeah. yeah, cool. I'll have to check it out whenever it comes to our house yeah. in some way. <laughs> in some multiverse. Yeah. And then last in our reviews, Bob's Burgers, the movie. This came out on May 27th. Yeah, it was delayed almost two years because of COVID, apparently. I really? Yeah, I didn't realize this was one of the ones. I guess if you're going to delay anything, an uh, animated movie is probably the easiest one to do because it's yeah. just it's an animated movie. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. It's you don't not... have to worry about time affecting anything. Right, yeah. <laughs> Nobody's going to grow out of the role or anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the screenplay screenplay was by Lauren Bouchard and Nora Smith, and it was directed by Lauren Bouchard and Bernard Derriman. Um, the plot follows Bob and his family as they struggle to pay their loan after a sinkhole opens in front of their restaurant and affects business, <laughs> which is kind of like a plot in plot line that has repeated throughout mm-hmm. the episodes or the seasons of the TV show. Yeah. I kind of felt like we were watching this. Like, has this not been a <laughs> plot of the show it's yet? It's always some kind of disaster that prevents... It feels like there's always something they have to pay for. There's always some kind of damage that they have to deal with. Um, and they can't pay their loan or their rent or something and, or prevents them from getting business. So mm-hmm. it's very on par with what you'd expect for an episode of the show. Yeah. It was just a little bit longer and a little uh, bit more in depth. A lot longer. I think it was like two hours, wasn't it? Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was just as funny as a regular, as one of their episodes. I love this show. I fucking watch it all the time. So yeah. I'm like, not as in love with the show as I you know. are, but I do enjoy <laughs> it. I don't, it's hard for me to get into certain parts because of the music that they always have the little s- and songs. The, the voices like the mother's voice gets me sometimes <laughs> like i can handle it to an extent but yeah then, like but when she starts singing <laughs> it's a lot it i just we, we went into this one and i obviously went mainly for you but like mm-hmm. i was like hoping to enjoy it obviously mm-hmm. and like the first song i was like fuck me <laughs> it's gonna be music i didn't think about this this is gonna be a musical isn't it <laughs> And I will say, it started out like there was like, what, three or four strong like songs in the, the beginning of the, the movie. But I think it kind of... It petered it out. It kind of turned into just a movie at some point, thank yeah. God. And so I wasn't listening to music the whole time. Yeah. 
But I don't know. I think they did a good job at kind of balancing all of the different characters, giving their own like little plots to like tie into what the point of this movie was. Mm-hmm. Uh, they added new characters I thought was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Not, uh, I mean, the, pretty much all the characters that we usually see in the TV show were there. And then there were some other ones. Mm-hmm. My only thing was, like, I, the whole time I was thinking, like, well, it, it was kind of like I was trying to predict things because it was, like, I have to assume that they're going about this, like, this can't affect the show's plot because otherwise, if you didn't see this movie and you go into the next season, you're not going to know what the fuck happened. Yeah. But I feel like maybe there's such a niche market of fans that, like, you probably are seeing this movie if you watch the show. Yeah, that's true. But... They also needed to make sure that the movie plot was independent of the TV show so mm-hmm. that you didn't have to watch the TV show in order yeah. to watch it. So, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Did you say that? I feel like maybe I misunderstood you. Yeah. I mean, okay. I was, I was kind of, that's what I was saying. Okay. I made it complicated the, okay. the, the wording, but yeah, I was saying it had to be independent of the show so it didn't like confuse people if yes. they didn't see the movie. Right. Or if they didn't see like, the show. You can't kill somebody. Whatever. You can't, like, make some... Like, you can't lose a character on the, in the movie. Yes. And then have the show resume and be like, wait, where'd this character go? Yes. Yeah, I get what you're saying. But I also feel like the, the opposite is true. In order to make sure that everybody who randomly walks into the theater and is like, let's just see this movie. <laughs> they don't have to watch the show to understand what's going on. It, they, they pretty That's much, true. That's true. There's definitely some, like, inside jokes-ish. Oh, yeah. You're not going to get, like, some of the things with, like, the kids. Yeah. But... The kids and their normal mannerisms, you won't necessarily understand mm-hmm. all of it. But it's still really funny, even if you didn't understand that, all of that. So. Yeah. And I kind of love how they gave, not really origin stories, but they kind of gave background info on, like, like Louise is it Louise yeah and like her bunny ears yeah and like I was like huh I never really thought anything about that but like it's kind of cool they gave you this context as to why she's got them yeah and what role they play for her yeah I actually really liked that too because I always wanted them to kind of and I also kind of was like they they haven't covered that yet they did an episode (laughs) about them but it wasn't like that in depth it was some kind of like offhanded Mm. half plot that was alongside something else. So gotcha. this was the only first. Yeah, you're right. It does make sense that they would have already covered that. Was that about two years that. ago? Three years ago? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> was the movie supposed to kind of like release around that time? You That's think? a good point. I need to actually go find that episode. <laughs> but yeah, I, I had a good time. The, the jokes were great. I loved mm-hmm. the humor. Uh, I think, I don't know, what's his name? The, the the guy who's always eating the burgers there. He's really stupid. <laughs> Teddy. Teddy. He's really stupid. I, <laughs> no judgments. <laughs> I I really I kind of I think I loved him in this movie because I yeah he I think he was very charming with like really wanting to help mm-hmm. solve the problem yeah. for for yeah, Bob. He was like, no, I'm gonna fix this. Yeah, he's and, al- he's and it was so... all out of him wanting somewhere that he could eat his burger. Yeah. <laughs> He just didn't want them to shut down. It yeah. wasn't even about like yeah. And he, well, he did want to hang out with Bob. Yeah, too. yeah. But it just <laughs> I don't know. It, it was a lot of fun. I think yeah. even if you don't really follow the show, I think you are right. You could go into this and, and have fun just off of the ridiculous nature of the characters mm-hmm. and the and their interactions with each other. Yeah, there's a lot of like ridiculous characters in this, and I just learned that. Um, Jericho, the like dream horse that it's not a spoiler because it's completely yeah, yeah. irrelevant to anything, but Jericho is voiced by Paul Rudd. 
Yeah, I kind of thought that. I didn't notice it. Oh, okay. I don't think I ever noticed that. So I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, that was my fun little thing that I noticed when I was doing the notes for this. I was like, oh, oh okay. Now you know. I guess if I had paid attention closer, I probably would have noticed because his voice is fairly distinctive, but mm. that's on me. But yeah, I very much enjoyed this. I think it was exactly what I expected. Um, I'd say it's a large slice it for me. I don't think it was anything mind blowing, but it was. Well, yeah, and again, like I, like I was kind of saying, like it felt like they kind of, to an extent, have to limit what they do because they can't have it impact anything as far as the show goes, mm-hmm. out of risk that people don't follow both the movie and the show. Yeah, you know what I realized too is like all this Bob's Burgers. I kind of want to go back and rewatch Archer. Oh. Because <laughs> it's the same voice actor. Yeah, yeah. And it just reminds me that I haven't seen that in a while. Have so. you seen the, uh, oh my god, yeah. There's a, <laughs> there's a whole uh, part of Archer where he like forgets who he is and he has like a whole life as a burger flipper and he's judged <laughs> by Bob and stuff. It's like this whole thing. That's it's so hilarious. funny. It's like, like a crossover event thing. He's got like the whole family and everything. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, definitely worth watching. I'd say for me, it was also a large slice. It, okay. I, yeah, I nice. mean, the music didn't really kill it for me. Like I thought it was going to. I mm-hmm. thought it was a good time. Luckily, I knew the characters enough from watching some of the sh- the show with you that I wasn't like completely lost on right. who the fuck these people are and what's their role yeah. within the family. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. That's all we watched. And uh, I'm sure there'll be more to come. But thanks, everyone, for listening so far. If you're enjoying the show, please don't hesitate to go give us a rating, review on whatever podcast service you're using, especially if it's Apple Podcasts or iTunes, because apparently that matters. Uh, so we can get some more exposure out there. Follow us on our social medias. We've got Facebook, Dissecting This Fiction Podcast, or Twitter at DTF Pod, and Instagram, Dissecting This Fiction. And don't forget to um, look out for our social media post where you can send us a screenshot and enter to win the three movie code, uh, digital code for Venom. Step, step, for Step Marvel. For Step Marvel. <laughs> All right, let's get into some of our gaming. We have quite a lot of releases this, uh, I guess, this week, this month. What yeah. have you? We had kind of a dry spell there for a while, but it seems like they're starting to come out. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's a new month, so Games with Gold for Xbox is going to give us uh, four games. Avon Colony. It looked like it was some kind of city-building game based in an alien, on an alien planet. Okay. Kind of like a Sims thing. Okay. Like Sim City, I guess. Right, yeah, yeah. Not, not your Sims. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know that <laughs> The Sims came from Sim City, so yeah. <laughs> uh, Project High Rise Architectures Edition. It's a 2D tower building simulator. So I guess there's a theme going here. Okay. Simulators. So people that like to build shit. I mean, I might get check on, it out. Get on Xbox this month, it sounds like. Yeah. Uh, Super Meat Boy. <laughs> Such a weird name. Uh, this is just like a fast-paced platformer kind of from the 360 time, I believe. Mm-hmm. So if you are into Meat Boys as well as architecture, this is your your month. Specifically Super Meat Boys. Yeah, the yeah. ones that are super. Yeah. Meat Boys. I feel like you could use that to like describe like a bro. <laughs> like Meathead. Yeah. Yeah, 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 like a Meathead, but yeah. it's like you're describing their whole body, not yeah. just their intelligence. <laughs> yeah. Super Meat Boy, a.k.a. Jimbro. <laughs> there you go. 
All right, sorry. <laughs> Fourth of our games with gold, we have a game called Rascals. Uh, it so I couldn't get a whole lot out of this game. It, it seems like it's just like you basically just break a bunch of shit. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. It's I'll have to play this to figure out what it is exactly. Okay. Yeah, report back. I yeah. guess. <laughs> Unless I get so into it, I I break our computer and then I can't report back because mm. you know. Hopefully, don't do that. I'll have to be safe. Yeah. All right, uh, Game Pass did come out with some stuff. Jurassic World Evolution 2 came out actually May 16th. We have been playing that a little bit. We will probably talk about that in the next week or two. Yeah. After you catch up and play some more of it. Yes. My early takeaways, not as good as the first game, mm-hmm. but still fun. Okay. So if you have Game Pass, it's at least worth a try. Uh, Sniper Elite 5 came out for console and PC. This is a... As of May 26th, I have not played these games yet, but I've been interested. Microsoft Flight Simulator Top Gun Maverick DLC came out on May 27th, so I guess that's just their marketing. Of course. With the uh, movie release. Mm-hmm. I know that was supposed to come out a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ninja Gaiden Master Collection came out on June 2nd. This is the Ninja Gaiden games that were on Xbox. I believe it's like the... Sigma and and those type of versions of the game. Very difficult games. Yeah. Yes. You say that like you have experience, but I feel like you've never touched these games. I'm just agreeing with you. Okay. It's like, oh yes, do tell your experience playing these difficult difficult games. (laughs) Not ever, not once. (laughs) And this is something that we are definitely looking forward to. Assassin's Creed Origins uh, came out with a 60 frame per second patch on Series X and S, and the game is on Game Pass as of June 7th. We have not played this one yet, but we really enjoyed Odyssey. Is it on Game Pass for Xbox One also, or is it just Series X? It's oh, okay. for everybody. Okay, for okay. Everybody. You were yeah. just talking about the, the 60 Sorry, frame per second Sorry, they, they have a update that benefits people with the Series X and S. Okay, But everybody with Xbox and Game Pass I was just trying Pass to figure out... If I was going to have to time it with being able to play it. Yeah. <laughs> on your console. <laughs> You're like, he should be taking a piss break soon. <laughs> we'll get a good 15 good, seconds in there. Good thing quick resume is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll have to uh, play a little bit more of Jurassic World Evolution 2. Otherwise, I won't be playing it again once I touch Origins, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and it looks like I forgot one for Game Pass, which I, I feel like an idiot for forgetting this one. <laughs> such a triple-A tier it is. Uh, Farming Simulator 22 oh, wow. is out as of May 19th. How did you miss it? Cloud, console, and PC. So everybody has an opportunity to play this. Yeah. <laughs> Can live out their farming dreams <laughs> digitally. <laughs> yeah. My buddies were... Talking about the the lawnmower one, the lawnmower simulator, and they yeah. like were like, "Oh, I'm thinking about buying that," and I was just like laughing. What? I was like, "What? Why?" And it was like you get that it's like really boring, right? <laughs> Do you need a lawn to mow? And they thought <laughs> I was crazy. I was okay. like, "I play the demo. It's yeah. really fucking stupid." Yeah, I don't get it. You have to upgrade your lawnmower just to enjoy the fucking satisfaction yeah. of mowing a lawn. I obviously- they're like, "Well, yeah, the simulator." I'm like, "What the fuck is wrong with you people?" <laughs> Obviously, we are not the target market. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Moving on to PlayStation. Who I don't think has Lawn Simulator or... No, they probably have Farming Simulator. They probably do. I don't think they have Lawn Simulator, though. Yeah. 
Uh, PlayStation Plus for June. Of course, keep in mind that they are changing up their whole structure, I think, on the 7th. But for the standard, whatever it's called, Essential, is it? PlayStation Plus, which is just Essential for the default one. Uh, People will be getting God of War, the 2018 game. This makes a lot of sense because they are going to be supposedly releasing God of War Ragnarok, the sequel, this year. Okay. I would assume holiday time if they are going to. Yeah. But that's the message they're still giving is that it's this year, not mm-hmm. delayed till 2023. So. Okay. I guess they would want you to all play this game so you could go get the uh, the next one. Yeah. Also, Naruto to Boruto, Shinobi Striker. This is some anime fighting game mm-hmm. that I am not familiar with because I do not follow this anime. Yeah. But those that do, <laughs> here it is. Yeah. And last for the PlayStation Plus Essentials this month, we have Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. Which, the internet seems to be in, in craze for this game. I, I don't know. I've never given a shit about a Nickelodeon brawler. <laughs> but here we are. Yeah. Uh, Switch has Mario Strikers Battle League coming out on June 10th. And for anybody who's interested but not quite sure, they do have a demo. I think it's... A setup where you can do like a tutorial for anybody, but then they have set times of when you can play the actual online demo. Okay. To get the full game feel. Uh, Also, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2 was, I think, announced for Switch at the Star Wars Celebration, and that's coming out on June 8th. Yeah, it's good. We finally got at least a couple games for Switch. It's been a, a dry spell, specifically for Switch lately, I think. Yeah, there's been, like, Nintendo first-party games, but, like, we just don't care about them, like Pokemon and stuff. They seem to oh, have okay. a Pokemon, I feel like, every two months. That seems so fast. It feels like they just have a lot of Pokemon games re-releasing, okay. or... I don't know. Okay. Multi-platform, Evil Dead, the game came out on May 13th, so anybody who was looking forward to that, it is out for all consoles and PC. Uh, the Quarry, which is a horror game that I was interested in, is coming out on June 10th. Apparently, they just announced recently that they delayed the multiplayer of this game, though. So, mm. that won't be out till July. Okay. So, single player only for now. And then we have a couple announcements for release dates. Uh, for the future, Dead Space Remake is coming January 27th, 2023. Thank fucking God. Can't wait for that game. <laughs> you've been waiting years for that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, well, like a year. I don't know how long they... No, but like you've been talking about Okay, it. yeah, I've yeah. been wanting it You've been for wanting years. it for years, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but not as much as I've been wanting a, do- a goddamn Dino Crisis I remake. Know. I know, Maybe that'll be the next one. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, Lord of the Rings Golem is coming out September 1st, and it will be getting a Switch version, but that is at a later date. Makes sense. Starfield and Redfall unfortunately have been delayed uh to the first half of 2023 so this was a big deal for people on the internet mm-hmm. a lot of people decided that xbox didn't have any games this year because of this oh even though there's a shit ton of games to play and they yeah. have a lot of top rated games in the last year but it's fine that's the console wars yeah true all right uh for anybody who's excited for any more announcements summer game fest is going to happen i think on june 9th so Stay tuned for all those announcements. Uh, Xbox and Bethesda Showcase, that will be on June 12th. I think it's a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to that. I think they even said they're going to have a second uh, 
deep dive into whatever they show on that into a second program that's going to be like 90 minutes. Oh, wow. Okay. So hopefully we'll get some good announcements with that. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor was announced at Star Wars Celebration. This is a sequel to Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Okay. So it's more of that Metroidvania type gameplay. The like the way the map structure is, you have to like jump back and back and forth around. Oh, okay. Navigating areas. Oh, okay. To unlock something and then you have to come progress. back to a different area yeah. to get. Okay, I you, get it. You zig when you gotta zag, kind yeah. of stuff. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Come on now. Well, I mean, I I understand that that's what you mean by Metroidvania, but I didn't associate that with that game. Yeah. So yeah, that's it's very Metroidvania like. Okay. okay. Yeah. It's just Star Wars themed. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> All right. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy gets PS5 DualSense features. Yeah. Kind of, uh, kind of peeved about this because they have uh, it based for right-handed people, not left-handed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so much for equality, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Left-handers have rights too, you know. Yeah. But the rundown is they're going to use the... Uh, Motion dual sense for wand motions, I guess. Yeah. I mean, which who didn't which is fucking kind expect of what that? We expected, yeah, yeah, who didn't expect that? Uh, I guess that adaptive triggers will have some kind of feedback too for for doing spells. Okay. So I don't know. It, it's more gimmicky stuff for people to enjoy the game. Yeah. I'm sure they'll maybe incorporate something into like a PSVR two setup later on or something. If if. Uh, they decided it's worth it, the effort. That would be the way to go. Yeah. Uh, Gotham Knights has been canceled for the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One versions of the game. It's only going to be next gen, which okay. is current gen. Now. Current gen, technically. Yeah. But as they like to refer to it as next gen. Okay. So that's kind of in- interesting because I feel like that means they were struggling with getting the performance they wanted out of the PS4 and Xbox One versions. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. So it makes me think that they would have had to lower what they were trying to do with the next-gen version so that it would reach all levels of the consoles. So I'm I'm happy that they're going to just tell those ones the fuck off rather yeah. than lower what they could do potentially with the PS5 and the Xbox mm-hmm. Series X. Yeah, you don't want to like give them a slightly shittier version mm-hmm. than you can i wonder how long have they been working on this game i feel like uh, it's been a couple of years at least that, since it's been announced so, so to me i feel like probably at sh- least five years i'd say they're probably Jesus. working on it so that, yeah that's interesting to me okay anyways their response was to pro- provide players with the best possible gameplay experience yeah okay yeah I mean, that's what you always, that's always the try reason. for. Yeah. All right. Uh, Sony had an investor presentation that revealed that they expect to be done with PS4 games by 2025 and focus on PS5, PC, and mobile. Hmm. So this kind of falls in line with what we just talked about with Gotham Knights, right? Like mm-hmm. maybe, sad to say, because we <laughs> people have supposedly had trouble getting consoles in the mm-hmm. first year yeah. of these releases, so seems weird that you would jump to the next gen so quickly, but yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm okay with it. I'm yeah. set. Yeah. I'm ready to go. Yeah. 
but it's interesting to see that they have PC and mobile on there. So, like, I mean, we know they, like, were investing in mobile games for, like, PS1 to mobile, whatever, porting. Back in the day, there was a news story about that. Um, we've seen PC games coming out of older games. So, I guess that means we're seeing Sony now looking into, like, the idea of multi-platforms, right? It's mm-hmm. not, I mean... Does that mean we could see these games also on Xbox at some point and vice versa? Yeah, I mean, if they're hitting PC, it's not that far off to just see them on Xbox. I mean, we do know that Xbox is uh, looking into not even needing a console and just doing it through TVs directly with the Game Pass and all that. Like, I feel like this is a good step forward of like, we could see a lot of games that were deemed first party now becoming more accessible to everybody everywhere. That's true. And the console wars could maybe be over. Good luck with that. Yeah. People are still going to want to hate on other things. I know. Uh, but I guess they were highlighting that the PS5 VR2 at this investor presentation uh, will launch with 20 titles. First party and third party. I mean, oh, yeah, okay. what else would they be? Yeah. That's pretty exciting. Although we don't really know a release date for the PSVR2 yet. Or a price, I don't think. Yeah. Embracer Group. We'll be acquiring Eidos, Crystal Dynamic, and Square Enix Montreal for $300 million. Wow. This was huge news. So Square Enix is like, you know what? We're kind of over our Western developers. So I guess they just really want to focus on their Japanese RPGs, it seems. I mean, like that's all I'm getting out of this, right? Mm -hmm. So IPs that these developers have been a part of are Tomb Raider. Which we were already told there's going to be a new Tomb Raider months ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm still expecting that to be a thing. Yeah. Deuce X, which I've never really played, but I've heard good things about. Thief, which is like more of a stealth action yeah. game. Yeah, I've downloaded that a uh, couple times. Legacy of Kane, that's an oldie from the first PlayStation one time. And more than 50 back catalog games that apparently have just been on hold. And not really been used actively like you know who knows how long yeah so i mean that seems low though 300 million seems like a low number to me at least what about you the the amount that they paid for it yeah i mean that's that for three plus studios and over 55 ish looking it looks like titles i mean it seems like franchises properties whatever you want to call them ips yeah, it seems like a lot of money to me, but maybe I'm... Like, five of them are, like, relevant still, Yeah, at least. Well, I mean, of course, 300 million sounds like a lot to us. Yeah. But we're not in the gaming industry. Because we're not 300 millionaires. Well, okay, look, how much did Microsoft buy Activision for? Wasn't that, like, 10 billion or something stupid? Did I make that number up? It sounds right. <laughs> 68.7 billion. Boom. Way more than I even said. That seems so high. And that was basically just to get, I mean, arguably that was just to get Call of Duty. (laughs) Yeah. And And World of Warcraft, maybe. I don't know. I mean, yeah, there was other stuff. They have... um, Oh, Candy Crush. Yeah, well, that's the mobile you signed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What's the... um, There's that other popular shooter fighter game. It's the Blizzard game. It's on consoles. Yeah. It's obviously really good. Overwatch. Okay, there we go. Yeah. There we go. Overwatch. Yeah, because they're coming out with Overwatch too. Mm, yeah. 
Okay, so. so knowing that that other transaction was 68 point whatever the fuck billion, I guess 300 million seems a little low. <laughs> I mean, we know that the two meter games didn't do a whole lot. I mean, the second game only happened because Microsoft was like, we'll cover the bill if you make this game and we have it for a year, right? So yeah. that's the only reason it really continued. And then it, it spawned the next game. And now we got a fourth game. So like it's not like it's hurting. Yeah. I, I, it's been a great franchise, yeah. I feel like, so since the reboot. So I guess I just, maybe that's an accurate price for the, the purchase. It just seems low. Yeah. And if it is low, then that's a steal for them because they could do a lot more with that. They'll, they'll probably get $300 million just from selling one game. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, well, let's get into our state of play. We had one that just happened the other day. For Sony, they announced some new stuff, some old stuff being brought back, and just uh, a lot of excitement for, for gamers. Mm-hmm. First off, they came out with a announcement for Resident Evil 4 Remake, mm-hmm. and it's coming out on March 24th of next year, and it's going to have a PSVR 2 content support for the PS5. Yeah. Which you're like drooling over. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, well, here's my question is like, do you think that this is going to be something that is exclusive to only the PS5 and PSVR 2? Or do you think they'll have a version for PS4? It was never really established whether this game is going to be PS4 as well as PS5. Yeah. I think they only had it labeled for PS5. Yeah. But... Like you mentioned, there were several other, most other games were labeled whether they're PS4 or PS5. Yeah, so I guess by that logic, it's not going to be on PS4. If it follows the same logic, then I'm guessing it's just PS5. But Capcom does like to, like, toot how many copies they've sold of their games, especially Resident Evil. So, it would be surprising to me to not have it on the PS4 and Xbox One as well. Yeah. But we'll see. Maybe they'll wait and see how well it does and then yeah. just allow it to be backwards compatible. <laughs> I mean, just within the PSVR conversation. So they did announce other games. Uh, one of the things that they did announce right after this was Resident Evil 8, which is a game that came out in the last year or two, mm-hmm. uh, is also getting PSVR 2 support. So they didn't really establish whether it was going to be an update to the current game or if it's a whole other game that you have to buy or just DLC that you'd have to pay for. But I would hope that it's just an update. Yeah. Um, their PlayStation blog said that the story campaign is playable in its entirety in VR. Wow. Okay. So, I mean, this wasn't really a shock to me because Resident Evil 7 was done that way. That was like their whole marketing thing oh, for right. the, the PSVR was you could play the whole game in VR. And it's a lot of fun, and it was, it's creepy as fuck. It's a great experience for people who want like a full-scale game mm-hmm. in VR. Yeah. So that one specifically, I would be shocked if it was not also a version for the current PlayStation VR and PS4, and not just a PS5, PSVR 2 version. Because mm-hmm. there's already how many copies of those ones? So you're already missing out on a, a market right there. Yeah. That's true. Uh, along with the those announcements for VR, they also announced PSVR 2 will have a Walking Dead Saints and Sinners Chapter 2 Retribution. This game looked just like it did on the first game. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's just because of the cell shading 
style of the graphics, but it didn't look very impressive to me. Yeah, I agree. So again, I would be shocked if that was like exclusive to the next gen VR. Yeah. Uh, no Man's Sky is going to have an update for the VR, it seems like. So anybody who's into that game and has VR. Has something to look forward yeah, to. Yeah, something to look forward to. Horizon has a VR game coming out, which I assume is going to be like their stable for the release of the VR 2. Yeah, I would imagine. Uh, it's called Horizon Call of the Mountain. And it looked kind of interesting because it's like, it kind of felt like it was going to be like more like a rail not necessarily like on the rail shooter type game, but like you will kind of be in this linear mm-hmm. rather than open world setting and you will have to be kind of guided yeah. through the story and then it will just give you like cutscenes where you do your VR fighting and stuff. Yeah. And I'm going to assume that they're going to have to rework the entire mechanics of the gameplay because it's, they'd have to slow down the enemy robots because there's no way that you'd be able to really fight yeah in the fast pace that those games have yeah i said that during the uh watching this i was like oh my god playing this game in vr would be so hard yeah and so like they they couldn't do it that way like they have to like change up the the gameplay of how it works yeah it looks gorgeous though it looks Mm -hmm. fun they showed the thunder jaw they showed you know the raptor ones whatever the fuck they're called seekers were they I think so. He showed some flying ones, some uh, swimming ones. Mm-hmm. It's like it. It looks like they've got a good chunk of these creatures that will be uh, will be seen. The tall necks were mm-hmm. a part of it. Yep. Um, so like, I think that this is going to be a really fun game. My question, I guess, is how big is this? Is this more of an experience, or is this like a really designed around a game experience? I feel like it's got to be smaller based on the horizon games like i mean those are big games i know that's what i'm saying like they're so big that i feel like this can't possibly meet that expectation so i feel like they're gonna go with more of a smaller experience so that it's not like falling short you know what i mean mm-hmm. I well also i guess if it's launching with the psvr 2 i mean it's no question that the psvr didn't sell as well as they would have liked mm-hmm. i mean it did decent they have a they have a following yeah. of gamers who, who have it. But I imagine that they really want this one to sell well. Yeah. But at the same time, they probably don't want to put a lot of money into something at launch if they aren't confident they can sell a bunch. That's true. It'd also be interesting to see, like, I don't know if there's been any word if you need the PS5 for this new VR. Yeah. Will the Pro be adequate enough, or does it need to have the tech of the PSVR? I don't know if they've really established that. I mean, if they want to keep their options open and get more people to buy it, they probably need to keep it compatible with previous gen. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Right? Because if you already have a PSVR, then like, what's your incentive to go up to a PSVR 2? Yeah, um, especially when you have games like... I guess it's the graphics and loading and all that is like the... I mean... It's a little janky with the PSVR. It, yeah. it gives you a decent experience, but like it obviously needs growth as far mm-hmm. as the experience. I guess the pricing is going to be the big question because it doesn't seem like something that you could really charge a bunch more than you are charging for the first version. Have they talked about the PSVR too, whether they're going to have like a cordless option? Because that would be a big... I believe it's supposed to be a cordless thing. Okay, because um, that would be like a really And I know it's going to have like actual hand grip controllers versus... The, like, the, the stick things, yeah. yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. 
So, I mean, it's looking like they've got some decent stuff for PSVR 2. Uh, and again, like we said earlier in the news, like there's 20-something games apparently that they have ready to go at launch. So, mm-hmm. this, is, this is only a few of them. Yeah. Uh, but talking about Horizon, Forbidden West had a big update available uh, the day of this video for the state of play. Yeah. Uh, so, it's including a new game plus, which I didn't really notice they didn't have. Yeah. I didn't really go back to after I beat it. So, I didn't even pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here's a really cool feature. They added transmog or transmog. <laughs> no. Depending how you feel about the word. Okay. <laughs> uh, switch outfits. It looks like you can have the equipped stats of one, but then visually change it to another. Yeah. I think you pointed this out and yeah. I was like, I don't even know what the fuck that word is. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> and I know what the word means because of like... Harry Potter, I think. Yeah. Like, transmogrification or something where they, like, transform things into other things. So, um, yeah. I'll just push my glasses up here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty excited about so, that because I, mean, I, I had to wear... I mean, I haven't even played Forbidden West yet, but, like, in the first game, I was annoyed because there mm. was, like, I have to wear this one outfit that I fucking hate how it looks. Yeah, yeah. Because I need the stats on it. So, like, that feature is... And I was kind of like that with Forbidden West. Yeah. It was like, ugh. And in fact, I think there was, like, some outfits that had better stats. And I was like, mm, I don't like this outfit. So, I just didn't you use just it. just didn't use it, yeah. And I just stuck with the one that wasn't deemed better. Yeah. It is kind of a weird thing to not have at the beginning of launch. Like, it's, like does it make a, dig, a big difference? Is yeah. it just so that they kind of force you to have to change your outfits and use different ones? I guess. But it's a fun feature because that's something that we saw added to Odyssey, yes. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and I really that liked was that because that was another thing where it's like, well, I don't like this outfit. Yeah. And then I was like, I would have to change for a battle and mm. then change back out of it because I hated how it looked so much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're also adding the ability to reset your skills, which I didn't really understand the point of that, but here we are. Yeah. I mean, I get it. If sometimes you start it, a game, you don't really know what you're doing, and then you're like, oh, fuck, I wish I had done this instead, and I had this skill already. So I feel, I feel like it's only for people who haven't finished the game yet. I, I guess. I just because, like, I 100% the game, and I had all but one column done. So, like, for me, it was like, I don't understand why you would need to reset everything just to get a few things that you didn't get. So the, the only thing I can think of is for people that like just mainline the the campaign story and not any side stuff. But then mm-hmm. it's like, like, what do you care about your gear and your skills if you are just focused on getting through the game fast as fuck? Well, maybe they just want to get through fast as fuck and then they want to go back and do it after. I don't know. I don't it know. doesn't matter. Whatever. It's there for anybody who needs it. <laughs> Whether you're dumb or not, I okay. guess. Okay. <laughs> uh, and also they are adding ultra hard mode. Which will have uh, trophies involved to play New Game Plus on hard mode. Nice. So I will not be doing that. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, once you're maxed out and you don't need to reset the, your skills because you already fucking got them unlocked, you uh, <laughs> you don't. It's not as hard. Oh, okay. I mean, it's called ultra hard, but like you know, you get used to that caliber of play. You're okay. You're good to go. I see. It's like taking you from God mode and just putting you into like standard mode. Yeah, I get it. Okay. <laughs> Peasants. Yeah. With their reset skills. 
All right. Um, another big announcement, which is kind of surprising because it's so old of a game. Spider-Man Remastered is going to be on PC in August. Uh, this actually caused a lot of people upset on the internet because it... I don't know if it's Sony people upset because now they can't say they have exclusives. I don't know if it's Xbox people upset because I don't I don't know why an Xbox person would be upset. Like, yeah. Now you can play the game but you don't have a PlayStation. Yeah. Like, but like it seems like people were upset by this and I don't really understand the whole logic there. Yeah, that's weird. Again, this is like I mean I can more see more of going to the future of like all games can be like playable anywhere and you don't need to worry about what console you own right yeah i can see an xbox person being upset if they like, don't have a pc they can play games on then they're like well why not well, xbox but, like that's just because you didn't buy a that's not, like that's a you problem yeah right that's like also you didn't buy a playstation so yeah. you don't have the ability to play the game well but i think i can see them being upset by saying oh well it's gonna be on pc why not xbox it's like they're the whole idea of playstation okay being, okay yeah yeah i get it I, it's a it's a minor thing, yeah. but I can understand it. Yeah. But nobody else, I don't really, I don't know, the whole thing. There's really no reason to be upset in general, but mm-hmm. I can understand that, like, disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least we got a confirmation that the game is not a PlayStation-owned property like everybody wanted to think. Oh, yeah? Uh, there was news. It came from Jay Ong from... He said, I pinged both sides, both Xbox and PlayStation, and said, we don't have any big console deals with with anyone right now. What would you like to do? Microsoft's strategy was to focus on their own IP. They passed. So this is in context of when Marvel wanted to get into putting games on consoles. Yeah. Back in 2014. Yeah. This is before Sony Spider-Man happened. Got it. So, so it was just by chance because Xbox so this kind of like, means nah, that good. that game going to Sony is because Microsoft passed on putting games in. Yeah, not necessarily that, that Spider-Man specifically, but like yeah. it did change the wave of what we would have seen as far as Marvel games. You know, maybe Wolverine would have been a thing that we saw on Microsoft's side four years ago. Yeah, but the subtext of this whole thing is that. Marvel went to both of them, mm-hmm. meaning they own the property. Yes. Not Sony. Yeah. Who only owns the movie rights. Yes. Just want to throw that out there for people who <laughs> are stupid <laughs> and reset their skills. Yeah. So rude. Bowser is being stupid. <laughs> um, anyways, like this is exciting for, you know, people that play on PC having Spider Man remastered. If my PC is good enough. I wouldn't mind having this because, like, well, let's think about like, the kind of mods you could do, right? You could put any fucking Marvel character you want as your character. That's you know, a good you could point. make any version of Spider Man you'd want. Mm-hmm. Make Venom. Yeah. Carnage. Yeah, it's a really good point. You could make Silly String Man. Silly String Man. Yeah, it's like you know, so like when you shoot webs, you just you just say it's Silly String. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, you've never heard of this guy. I haven't. He's Pretty popular. Sorry. <laughs> guess I've been living under a rock. Yeah, I guess you could say you're pretty silly. Okay. All right, moving on. Uh, I think the for me, the best possible thing that we got was Stray. Not necessarily that we got anything new out of the, ga- the gameplay video or anything we got. All we got was it's officially releasing July 19th. Mm-hmm. Uh, and interestingly, it's free for members who have the PlayStation Plus Deluxe and Premium versions. Yeah. So basically so, that just sounds like it's part of that catalog of 400, 400 games. 400 games, yeah. yeah. 
So I think we will have the essential, the standard one, mm-hmm. when it releases in a couple days. Mm-hmm. Depending on the price of this game, I can't imagine it's more than $40. Yeah. Um, I might consider doing that. Otherwise, I'll just buy the game. I mm-hmm. don't know. We'll see the price range and all that stuff, whether it's worth it or not. Yeah. The Callisto Project showed more gameplay. We saw this, I think, at an Xbox event a couple years ago. It's going to get a December 2nd release, so holiday time. This is the game that's based around the co-developer of Dead Space. That explains a lot. And that's why it feels so much like Dead Space. Like, Like even down to, like, him having that, like, bar thing on his neck that looks like an energy, like, health bar. Yeah. To the creatures. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everything about this felt Dead Space, right? Yeah. That's why. So, uh, we're getting two Dead Space-like games in a short period of time. In a matter of a month. I guess it's a good year for you. Well, two years. Okay. Because Dead Space comes out in January. Right. Sorry. It's a good holiday season. You sound like somebody who resets their skills all right well i am so (laughs) uh then some other games that were not so exciting but or to me at least but they were things that they announced uh roller drone looked like it was some kind of like roller parkour third person shooter cell shaded game Mm -hmm. it was very indie feeling it it was like it seemed like it was something to be fun for a little bit but didn't really grab me yeah uh some weird dating sim action rpg game anime base called Eternites coming out in 2023. Yep. So those are two things you definitely want together. Yeah. Dating sim and action RPG. Like you can, maybe you could date the uh, creatures that you fight. Maybe. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. You can have sex with them and make new hybrid creatures. Yeah. After you date. I'm gonna pass. Okay. Alright, so only a few more things. Street Fighter Six they announced, which was funny because they, they showed this video intro for this game, not knowing what it was. I was like, oh, this is Street Fighter Six, mm-hmm. And then further in, it was like this weird open world feeling game and like it was a fighting game for sure. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, never mind. It's just some weird, not Street Fighter Capcom fighting game. Yeah. And then sure enough, later in, oh no, this is Street Fighter Six. Yeah. And so it seems interesting if, um, I don't know if it was confirmed, but it feels like Street Fighter Six may be more of an open world experience rather than just a straight pick a character and fight on a stage, mm-hmm. which will be a whole different level to the fighting genre, That's especially true. Street Fighter. Yeah. But the graphics were, were gorgeous. It was like cell shaded, but not, I don't know, it yeah. was, it's, <laughs> it felt very um, Street Fighter 4. But, like, much more defined. Yeah, I thought it looked pretty good for being Street Fighter. Yeah. <laughs> Compared to Street Fighter 2. Yeah. Which was your last jam, I'm assuming. I never played Street Fighter. I mean, I did in, like, arcades. The last Street Fighter <laughs> I truly played was, I think, Street Fighter 3 on, like, PS2. And I only liked it because I could customize my own characters. Uh-huh. I made the Ninja Turtles. I made Venom. Yeah. Uh, I made. I think I made Spider Man. Okay. I just. I just made a bunch of characters that were not Street Fighter characters, but you could through their stuff. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. The only Street Fighter stuff I played was whenever there was like a big old like arcade cabinet at arcades when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I mean, so. The big old one, not the small ones. No, they were big ones that were like alley <laughs> fighters. Yeah. It was like streets, the bigger ones. Yeah, of course. 
All right, uh, they also announced Tunic is coming to PlayStation September 27th. That was no surprise. It's a game that is currently on Game Pass for Xbox. They've mm-hmm. kind of marketed it with Xbox, but it was not at all a like exclusive. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe it was timed, but um, it's a Zelda-esque top-down adventure game where you play as a fox and kind of do the same Zelda thing. Yeah. Very puzzly. Yeah. Uh, a little hard. Yeah, you play the it's, demo. It's, it's cute it's and fun, difficult, but then but... it gets really hard and you're like, never mind. Yeah. I mean, I might continue it. I, I yeah. started it a little bit after it hit Game Pass. I might continue it. And then there was some other game I didn't quite understand what the fuck it was. It felt like a, just to kind of ride your bike around some random town called Season. And it comes out autumn 2023. It reminded me of um, that game... I think it's just called Lake. Lake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got the same vibe, yeah. but like less fun. I feel like it's supposed to be like a relaxing thing, but yeah, I it just, was just weird. I just don't quite get what it was. Yeah. It just was very confusing. Mm-hmm. This chick rides her bike around and like meets people and stuff. Yeah. And then they just make their interpretation of who she is. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I didn't really get it either, but. It's just called like High School Judgment, the game. Yeah. <laughs> and then last on their uh state of play they had final fantasy 16 nothing new really we just got we got more of the videos of the characters the summonings that we'll see shiva was there anyways it, it feels very more tra- it feels more traditional to like the old school final fantasy being very medieval feeling mm-hmm. summer 2023 is when it's supposed to release sure yeah i mean i i used to really like final fantasy games but i kind of fell off the wagon with that stuff and maybe i'll check it out there's a demo they usually have demos for these games yeah but i'm really more into the uh uh, turn-based and they kind of have gotten rid of that style in their final fantasy games so what is it now just like live action like fighting oh okay like it's just it's like it's turn-based in the sense of like how you time your attacks and whatever skills you use but like every like you and the enemy can can attack at the same time but it's just like about how like much you how fast you i guess like you recover your your energy or whatever i don't know how to explain it okay that's what the new final fantasy 7 remake does i think they have like a, a a hybrid that you can do that's a little bit more old school but it's still not technically the old school way of playing it okay Anyways, that was it. It was, I'd say that the big highlights were Resident Evil, Street Fighter, Final Fantasy, Forbidden West VR. Stray. Like, stray for me. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I don't know how big that is <laughs> oh, to like okay. for other the people. gaming world. Got it. Got it. But yeah, I mean, it, I think a lot of people are looking forward to that game. Yeah. Yeah. It was not a whole lot of like, like huge announcements, but like, like Resident Evil 4, we, we, we knew, right? Like that was expected i in fact i kind of am surprised they didn't put that at the end because i thought that was going to be like the bigger reveal thing yeah like let's be honest resident evil 8 looked like the tone of resident evil 4 because they were going to make a resident evil 4 right so they just could reuse the assets for the game true so like it's no surprise they they announced this mm-hmm. plus there's been so many leaks about it existing yeah anyways good stuff um, hopefully we'll get more big announcements with Sony having like a, another event that's more like a, an E3 thing. Cause this is like a much smaller scale mm-hmm. thing, but I think that's it for our gaming. I don't think we have any, uh, 
I think we have a, a review this week. We will soon, though. Inevitably. Yeah, after you reset your skills. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks, everyone, for listening. Please don't forget to go leave us a rating or review on your podcast service, especially if it's Apple Podcasts or iTunes, um, because that will help get us noticed and have more people listen to us. Um, don't forget to follow us on social media. We've got our Facebook page, Dissecting This Fiction Podcast. We've got t- on Twitter, at DTFpod. And we now have Instagram, Dissecting This Fiction. So follow us on all of those things. We'll be posting stuff throughout the week and little stories so we can keep everybody up to date. Also, don't uh, please send us an email d- to DTFpod at gmail.com if you ever have any direct questions or suggestions for the podcast you can also find our website dtfcast.com for a listing of all of our episodes and don't forget to uh if you have only tuned in for the gaming section don't forget to uh check our movies and tv for the contest to win a digital copy of venom let there be carnage spider-man no way home and morbius go check out how to do that and uh good luck yeah it's more that, of a time. Yeah, that's more that's right. It's more of a time. <laughs> that's it for episode 119 of Dissecting This Fiction. Bye-bye. <laughs>